Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Before we get into tonight's podcast, let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the official sponsors of tonight's show. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Second Print Comics Podcast right now. It's a podcast run by two cool dudes, Mark and Remzo, who get together each week and talk about some of the coolest things in comics, past, present, and once they build their time machine, I'm sure that they will talk about things in the future, right? Speaking of which, that's a segue for me to go and tell you that in the future, this coming up Wednesday, they have a really cool episode going down. I ended up already listening to it because their episodes are available on their Patreon early access. I've already listened. It's really cool. They are covering Brian Michael Bendis' Freaky Friday story when Wolverine and Peter Parker switch bodies in the Ultimate Universe, and it is creepy. And the funny thing about this is Eric actually was talking about this to me about a week ago, saying that it was one of the creepiest stories he's read. It's just ridiculous, and that it was one of the last nails in the coffin of him actually reading Marvel. So it was really cool when that popped up. And I don't know. It's funny because since Eric did that, I don't know if they're Freaky friday Eric either. And that's something that I would not want to do. That is not there. But first time travel, now body swapping. What can't these guys at the Second Print Comics podcast do? I don't know. So with that, though, make sure you go and search Second Print Comics podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Listen to the podcast every Wednesday when each episode drops. And then also go to at Second Print Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow them there. Then go to their website at secondprintcomics.com and then go to their Patreon at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. As I said, I am already a patron and have been for quite some time, and I love it every show they do. And on the Patreon, they do a lot more than just comics. They do a lot of TV movie stuff as well. Well worth all of this to go subscribe and sign up. So do that now. And now we'll get on to this week's show. Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the not-so-great darkness, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 406. 406, legacy number 382, Eric. I don't know I don't how even, that works. It I doesn't do. work, right? That actually you makes do. more sense to me. That might make sense to you, maybe. But hey, everybody, here we are. Welcome all you weirdos in the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> we got a bunch of books tonight. I'm not going to say they're great, but they're big. Their books, and yeah, we have some cool. things going on. Still positive, Jimmy in twenty twenty two. He just kind of goes away for a little more honest. Every Jimmy episode, tonight, I, I believe. You. Yeah, every episode, indeed. Uh, so, welcome everybody. If you want to get more of me and Eric, and who wouldn't, except maybe Jess and Tanya. I mean, they they don't seem to want any more of us. <laughs> no, go Jess over to me. Twitter. You know, like me. Go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. You know that one time I met her. Yeah. And also go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Go to our Instagram, which is Weird Science Comic. And then finally go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can help us out for all the things we do here. This podcast tonight, the Thank God It's Friday episodes that, you know, they come out Friday. I don't know if you know that, but also our big spotlight. Sort episode. of standard time. Yes. It starts <laughs> out the 
whole week of recording for me and you where on Thursday night we get together and do our DC Comics Patreon only badass picks of the week podcast. It's a long one. And I you guess. end up where two <laughs> books from that week's books picked by the badasses to get fresh crew. <laughs> and this week they picked some pretty cool ones, right? Hey, cool. Monkey Prince number two. A book that me and you really, really are trying to get into. We really like the preludes to that. But since it started, more of a Batman and Robin book than we actually wanted. And out and then, of continuity, Batman yeah, and Robin Yeah, a weird book. one. I mean, really, a Batman 66, almost like a Batman meets Scooby-Doo type of feel to that all ages. Though still, they talk about Maybe. that 400 Also, a lot of pot references. But also, we talked about Batman Killing Time, number one, the new Tom King joint. And we discussed that and, you know, had some fun with it, Eric, right? I was going to have to go over there. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. I hope that maybe that over-narration ends, ends, actually. I was going to say end up ending, but ends. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes forward. Only six issues with that. But with all of that, that is the two books that are picked by the badasses. And this is their Roll call, Aaron. This is their roll call. I'm not going to do any uh, 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 uh. Say that uh, every uh. week and then do it. I love Punchline. Michael S. Forrest, Polly, Cam, Joseph Logic, Matt Razor. That's Dr. Matt to you, Eric. D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy. Matches Balone, Niels Tewart with the Cuddle Camp. David Fink, Joey Bercasco. New apartment he has, Eric. See, I'm filling you in with everything. Steven Baum, Jason Colby. That's 242 to you and me. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky. Seller a Dweller, Mark a Jager, Aldrin Stoja. Nick Adams, Bill Beer. Babpod just had a episode released today. Ruben, nice. Carlos. Look, not, not, I can't talk now, Eric. I don't know what happened. Luke Hollywood, not what Marmot over there. Uh, you get Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew and Belfast. He's catching up on some books. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy, Murray B. Mira, that is Brandon, still thinks that the Bills might have won, and Double A Ron. Conspiracy theory. Minnesota there, eh? So, uh, you have that going on, Eric, over there with the I Love Punchline. But here we are. We have, like I said, a bunch of books, some big books. We got Detective. We got the Batmans. We got the Justice Leagues, Eric. We have it all. With that, though, before we go, I have to tell you, I did drink some space last night. And I did, did like you taste it. the cosmos. I did taste the cosmos of that space soda. That's thing. a Coca Cola space. Yeah, not very. Or Starlight. Good. Yeah, Starlight. It was, okay. but I can only find it in mini cans, right? And I, I start drinking. I don't even like those. Those throw me off. But Why I ended up them? drinking some. Well, we wanted to try the space. Me, Logan, Rafe, and Tanya. We had a taste of space. I think it tastes like marshmallow, as some people have. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But from that, right. I, I was, I was thinking this week too. Where when I was drinking that, and I don't know why this connects, but I ended up coming up with the idea because I was listening to another podcast this week as well, where why don't we do that? I give four space cokes out of ten. Like that that sort of Because you always talk shit about people who do yeah, that. I know. It, it's nonsense, Eric. That's playing <laughs> games. So I ended up listening to something. It was like I, I thought by the time you do so many episodes, you run because they seem to change them up. And I'm like, well, where do you go when you, you just have nothing left to say? Like I give Eight out of ten legacy numbers, right? I guess they just start repeating them. But yeah, I ended up giving 
uh, the space coke like three meteorites out of ten. I thought, Aaron, this is what I ended up. That's what kind of reminded me. I'd listen to that, and then that we were raiding the soda, and I thought I had to be clever with it and play games. But no, what do you rate most sodas? Most sodas are just sodas. But if I'm gonna drink this, like I've never sat and said what a regular diet coke would uh-huh. be. Maybe a ten out of ten, but okay. this is something. I just different. need to the baseline here. Well, this, if this is something a guy who different. doesn't like soda. Then, like, every, like the baseline's like a four out of ten. No, I, I, I don't really 10. like Coke, but I like Diet Coke. I drink it all the time. But the, this, it, it was weird. It, it had a weird taste, not very refreshing, a little too syrupy, I would say. But that's all Coke products. Makes yeah, really. Diet. That's why I don't like regular soda in general. Regular well. colas, but yeah, it tasted a little like marshmallow. I don't know. It, it was really that's what space. It was like really too. off. I, well, it does. Isn't everything? A marshmallow, in space, but nobody can hear you scream, but you sure can get some Coke. That is true. Nobody can hear you scream and yell that this soda tastes like marshmallow. But with all of that, Eric, we're going to go on. I might just use that deal tonight. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think like detective comics. I might end up like four out of ten Medusa masks. Maybe that's how I'll go with it. I don't. Spoilers. Maybe that's, maybe that's not my score. I was okay. trying to trick people. You'll see. <laughs> Look at you tricking people. No, let me change my score now. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to go off right now. We're going to go into these books. Like I said, we have some big ones. We're going to start with a bad section, ones. right? So here we go off to the books. Here we are. We are here with a bat type of section, bat family section with detective bat and type bat of section. man. It's funny too because we have a bat type of section, then a Justice League type of section later, and then in the middle, a little Another else world section. <laughs> yeah, really, it ends up being that uh, it is. So we end up jumping into these books, and yeah, I have not been a big fan of this Detective Comics Tower story. That is no secret. So I keep waiting for something. To kind of get me involved, I'm hoping that you will be able to inspire me, Eric, to, I to try, get excited. I try, but I think you have some kind of weird personal vendetta against Mariko Tamaki at this point. No, like, well, yeah, no it's called her out. writing. It's what it's called. That, that's <laughs> what I have a problem she with. wrote the most amazing comic, I, don't, no. I still don't think you might like it. I'm telling you, I said before, with a 12 issue, first off, reading the story, I don't think that the nine issues that we'll have by the end of this podcast right. that we've had nine issues of story i mean you end up having things being thrown out there and 
I think that it's been three at the most. This is a stretch story that ends up being 12 weeks of, of a deal. Well, it takes place over 24 days. Well, no, I'm saying, though, the idea that people have to buy 12 issues of this comic in a couple months. I mean, there's your $25 do or die pull list in, in a month. It's just this book. And I'm just not thinking in my mind that I'm getting enough for what that is and what the story has taken up. And it continues this week. But even then, when we get to the Batman book, we have been pretty positive about it. We've been trying to Not keep, really. you know, going. Well, we, we it was getting diminishing returns. I, I think but I like the first two issues of the arc, and then everything fell apart for me. That's personally. the thing. I think there's only been four issues so far, including this one. No, I think it's the fourth. I, okay. I have to look. So maybe but yeah, the first issue. There hasn't then, been that much. Well, it kept going a little down, down because we wanted a story to progress. We kept yeah. saying. Man, What's we're not really getting much. We love the, the art. We like Lex. Yeah. So when we get into this there, all of a sudden, well, I guess we got what we wanted because the whole thing just ends and holy moly, it just it like all of a sudden I read that. Well, it just happened. Like, thing I, I is, thought we were waiting for things. the books that we do all the time, the, the Batman book with this one arc from Joshua Williams and the start the Batman thing off after James Tynan's leaving. It makes sense to me. This is a Joshua Williamson ending to a T, and really, we should have expected nothing less. You're saying makes sense, and I'm thinking, what is he talking And you, you're saying that this is kind of what he did on The Flash and what he usually does other with book. other things, because yeah. we end up having like another it, it ending of a story, story later. There's a really compelling story in there, like some characters that you want to see do stuff. I'm like, man, this could be a really great story, and by the end, it usually just fizzles, fizzles out, which is really disappointing. And like we said, it either fizzles out, or all of a sudden, you're just... All this info's thrown at you like and a paradox done. story. Remember paradox no, yeah. in the flesh? I can't, I can't stop thinking of paradox. Things stop. They, they start changing. They the start going. Force. With, yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, my deal, actually, and I've said it from the beginning with Mariko Tamaki, is the idea where her she seems to have scattered vision of, of what the story's about. This happened with Liar Liar. You ended right. up setting Woman, up yeah. things, and then all of a sudden it shifts. It goes that. It's not about that. And I'm kind of getting this in this story except for most of it is just you're kind of just hanging it is a very low-key type deal now yeah all hell's breaking loose but i'm talking just the idea oh, there's the tower it's gonna come down now oh, let's see what happens the and tower I just, will endure I end Jim. Up where at the end of this you know just as a spoiler you end up where oh my god now it's a scarecrow story and with that that's again it's Okay, well, why am I here and what is going on? At the ninth issue of 12, you're doing this change up where I just thought, oh, my God, I, I want to see where this goes. And I, I'm here for it, but I'm just not getting the excitement with each each deal. And there's a lot of questions, mouth monster stuff. We'll talk about it when we get right into that. I don't think we're we'll ever getting end. back to mouth Well, that's what stuff. I need. I need a checklist. I, I should have started a checklist of the things. I want to know why every bad person knows the bat family secret identities i want to know it's only anna if the, the man no because in here you end up freeze says hey huntress mm -hmm. as she comes sliding well, out i'm so telling you there might be something lost in translation here that we just didn't pick up on between the nightwing and huntress exchange before she went to the tower the idea that huntress herself as helena bertinelli might have needed help to the point where she had nothing to do but express to the doctors who might be able to help her. That might be hey, something uh, in therapy, but this would be like if, you know, you went in, if you were famous or something, you would go in even prowling in an assumed name. And that's the thing. Not once did a therapist or anybody, including doctors, call her Huntress. It's only just been bad guys and, and bad gals who's done it, and they, it feels weird. I think that maybe... We're going to get an idea that once they were under, and this is a weird psycho pirate thing, but maybe like a, a mind meld 
a hive mind. I don't know why everybody knows this. Unconscious. Even the idea that Anna Volshin knows that Dick Grayson is the Bat Boy. He's in the Bat Family. That doesn't make much sense. So it just is a weird deal. But everybody in this issue knows. And also, just you're saying that Mayor Nakano's wife comes into this. She hasn't even been there. She's brand new. She's been there for maybe an hour. She knows Huntress's identity. It's just I think that it's something Mariko Tamaki is not used to doing. She's kind of you know newer Look at that to fit. DC. Skin purple haired woman must be Huntress. It's it's a different deal over at Marvel. A lot of the you know secret identities yeah. are revealed. There's only a couple characters that have. Maybe she's just getting things crossed and something but that's something that i think an editor so i'm i'm hoping there's a story part of it because an editor should be there and say whoa whoa, whoa what's going on here it's a little weird so maybe we'll get that but mouth monsters guys i don't know anymore yeah <laughs> i i don't think that's gonna happen and you know some other things but like i said i should have had a checklist but we'll jump right into this then since we already started detective comics number 1055 it's the tower part nine written by mariko tamaki art by amin k napolon Jordy Belair and Ariana Mayer, and then we have a backup with the House of Gotham part nine, written by Matthew Rosenberg and Fernando Blanco, Jordy Belair, and Rob Lay on the art. The boy, it is there. And the boy, it's funny because more and more people, I see reviews for this, they're starting to get a little lower, but they're also starting to go a Justice League type route where a lot of the reviewers are saying, I'm here for the boy. Yeah, the the regular part, whatever. It's it's okay, but it's not progressing. I well, even when you have your big trio of baddies in the Arkham Tower, you're getting diminishing returns with the idea of this and what you're up against. Yes, you get a Mister Freeze in this, you know, in his full suit for some reason. You get a full suited Scarecrow off the heels of Fear State. That might interest a lot of people. But in your main adversaries, the Trinity of Arkham Tower are Nero, Nineteen, Anna Volshin, and Siphon. It's just kind of lacking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now with that, this is where. Like I say, do you add in Freeze now? He's been a couple issues. He's big. And then at the end, you, you end up in having freeze, that. the faux Harley Quinn. Yeah. Do you end up doing that to get the idea of, oh, my God, oh, it is bigger? Because, yeah. And you, you well, said. Well, they tried that right off the bat. But after A-Day, you pretty much got a lot of people out of the Arkham Asylum and or killed them. So it was a, a weird situation to jump into this, knowing that you don't have a lot of characters to play with. But Mr. Freeze, I swear, is in five books at this he very is. moment. Now, we're, we're going to have a things. little bit of jumping and, and having some problems. I even said, you don't mind the progression at the end of this week's Batman to kind of lead to the Sarkham Tower and things right. like that. I, I just I thought it felt wonky. Um, but in this, when you add at the end, Scarecrow, you said that he's there. We knew he was there. That makes well, the sense. Is, but where I, the hell I, has he been all this time? It I, makes sense. But I'm like, I don't know if I even thought about the idea after Fear State where he was shot. Like, where would he go? Obviously, he would go to Arkham. There's no Arkham. Yeah, they, so. they took him there. I mean, remember, that was the thing. Remember, Batman took him directly to this tower. Even and I believe that's he was when he, shot. I thought he didn't have to go to the hospital first. Now, remember, that's when he threw him out. I think he threw him out onto the deal, and then Cameron Chase was there. Hey, Cameron, what up? And then he left. That was like his last bit of thing. Why I was think Cameron Chase there? Oh, you're talking about Chase Meridian? Uh, Chase Meridian. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, Chase was there, and that was like that connection that Batman, all right, I got you. I'm out of here. Uh, and even then, it felt weird. Uh, like you said, yeah, he had some problems. He should have been maybe he's just he was getting some medical <laughs> Please attention. Take me to the hospital. <laughs> I'm so scared. With the idea of a fear state, a scarecrow, I know that you typically will want to put him in Arkham. 
there might be a time where you're just like, this guy is not getting better, like right into Blackgate. Uh, the stuff that he ended up doing, it feels weird that Batman would let him go to a place that was pretty much known. We're going to do experimental therapy in the middle of town. And it's, maybe they should have a separate Batman don't down get to make somewhere the else. I know, but he did have to kind of almost wink, wink right off. He's like, okay, I'll. I'll Go with this, whatever. He didn't want to do it, then they were. Like Batman shows the Mayor Nakano, I just want you to know, but Mayor Nakano, Bruce Wayne doesn't pay taxes. At, at one point, they were walking through the construction of this tower and hitting floorboards and having fear toxin go off. I mean, there's some weird things. So, yeah, what right. do we have Maybe going Scarecrow on? has been a part of this story the entire time, and we just didn't know, even when it was part of the safe program with Hugo Strange. Yeah, so we end up. Having this all go down, there's a beginning where, yes, indeed, where is death? Nobody's saving him. His finger cut off for some reason, thrown out of a window, dead, dead, dead. We never saw that. What, what was the deal? Maybe in the beginning of the story, there was something that Animotion liked about fingers that just did not I go guess to the we end. I just didn't know that. And also the idea that we ended up seeing the last we saw was Siphon having the gun up to his, his head, forehead. Yeah. Yeah. And now we just jump to when all three of them are there and they they kick him out. So maybe we'll maybe we'll have a little flashback to see what happened to that finger. I'm saying Anna Volshin's holding scissors right there. I think we do know what happened I to just, the finger. Like, why at the last second do you do that? But crazy. <laughs> his body falls down and you do have Chase Meridian who is tied up. And that's a good progression to Nero 19 because she was talking to him the last we saw. He was still muttering. Such a weird idea, though. Going. We're just going to, like, you know, tie her up and leave her in a room by herself while everything is going to hell. I'm like, I don't know. And again, like the whole thing, Siphon's an old character who's been repurposed here for no real reason. I don't know if they're like, like uh, Mariko Tamaki just couldn't come up with a new villain like Anna Volshin or Nero 19 to throw in here. So for some reason, we got an old character, Siphon, that doesn't matter and is different to, any, to anything we've ever seen before. But we don't know anything about them here because they are such new and out of character characters. When the ones you do know, I don't know any of their motivations, why they do what they do. They're just kind of the random crazies that are the head of honchos here for some reason. Yeah, they seem now at the point they're just kind of pissed. Let's take it to the streets. They're like even when we go back to that weird like um that flashback we had before with Psycho Pirate when he first hit town. When we went to that abandoned house that like it looked like it was a murder house with spray paint on the outside of the wall. That we thought like was that Anna Bolshin's house? I don't know though. And also that was where you ended up having what was it Robert, his friend, uh, back in the day, like his. That, oh, that was even different flashback. I, I'm saying, though. was that supposed to be Roger? And they messed up. I just I don't know. because he keeps saying about my, you know, my friend from before. Yeah. Oh, my longtime friend. Uh, but in this, yeah, where's dead? So we don't have to worry about the drugs. Really. We don't have to worry about the deal. And what I would have liked, and maybe well, we we'll might see still have some, to worry about it. He doesn't anymore. Well, he doesn't. But I don't know what we're going to worry about. If anything, that's penguins going to show up. Whack! I want my money, motherfucker. Well, somebody's going to show up, and but where do you get it? That's the the point where Party when crashes. when the mob start doing things where you say, "Oh my god, I did this," and the mob the mob won't kill you, and then they don't get their money. You want to get the money first, then you're going to die. But with this, yeah, I don't know. If that's all just done, and that's the sort of thing, and I'll have to wait. That's the sort of thing, though, that Mariko Tamaki always seems to do, where you have something big, and then it's just wiped away, and then well, we move like we on to the next previously, big thing. The idea of the mouth monsters, where it seemed like Huntress was here initially, well, not even here, but initially, she had a psychic connection because she was infected by the mouth monsters with Hugh Vile, that she had this, even though she was cured, she had this weird psychic connection to anybody committing violence with a mouth monster infection. 
And then it seemed to be after that was all said and done that it was like anybody doing any violence she had a connection to. And then when this series started, it was retroactively reverted back to the mouth monster idea where they were still out there for some reason. And she was seeing through the eyes of Anna Volshin during this, leading me to think, oh, my God, Anna Volshin has a mouth monster. And or is the new host for the main one, the, the queen mouth monster, as it will. And this is what's driving her so loco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've gotten away from that completely. In the cabeza? In the cabeza. Yeah. So in this, she actually even says, oh, great, the visions are back. But you end up seeing Anna in it. It's not through her eyes. and I, I don't get it. And, and that just seems to be Huntress Cuckoo it has to go. It was just a way to get her there, it seems. But we'll see. Maybe something will. I, I'm going to give Mariko Tamaki. I'm going to try to. You know, proof you wrong, Eric. I'm going to give Mariko Tamaki some benefit of the doubt here so that maybe she will tie all this together in ways that I can't see coming, but I'll, I'll be optimistic about because you end up where where's dead. I guess Psycho Pirate here, will he have any other part besides just running away now and trying to get out because he was always gotta go take a nap because he seems to have no power whatsoever at this point in time because of how hard he's been working the last 24 days and i wish that you saw him try to do something so that's another thing i did last issue it didn't work on nightway i'm saying now i'm saying that if he's there is it that he's too tired is he too upset where's dead so he doesn't have the motivation i wish that he might be at one point he knocked everybody out in the whole tower they all just fell asleep and, and had mind wipes so is he too saying, tired to do that? that? Well, again, though, I'd like to see him like somebody say, or he says, I'm going to do that again. He tries, but then he passes out and there's blood coming out of his ear or something. Something crazy, but he doesn't seem to be that involved or that, you know, into the deal where Nightwing has got him and they're trying to get away. He's trying to lay off the Medusa mask for right now. He doesn't even put it on. He just holds it in his hand. So one of the big things is Nightwing taking, you know, Psycho Pirate, trying to get him out. and then also. We have Huntress. She's bleeding. She ended up getting stabbed with that spoon. See, Huntress, for the most part, it's weird that she got stabbed with a spoon because it really just goes against what I want to say right now. But for the most part, Huntress, I think, has been dealt with pretty well in this because every time she's not doped up by a psycho pirate, she is a very capable hero in doing stuff. Even like writing in, in her handwriting and blood under her bed about what's she's doing stuff right now. She's running out of time. She knows this, but even you've been talking about how the idea that Mariko Tamaki has not been running the Bat Family really great through this whole series, and I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, but it's just really apparent in this issue when you have Nightwing and this entire like thing, this entire issue was, all right, I'm going to carry a uh, fireman carry Psycho Pirate on my shoulders down an elevator shaft, and as soon as I get down, I'm going to see Mr. Freeze. Miss Psycho Pirate's going to run away, and I'm going <laughs> to fall down a hole. I know that. That's all. I'm like. Nightwing, you were Batman once. Stop doing this. It almost feels like that's what Mariko Tamaki has against him. You were Batman once because she always has time to knock you down a peg, little boy. And so what really goes with her stories here. And yeah, maybe I just it's take a, a stab with a spoon here. That's kind of lame. <laughs> maybe it's a weird way to do this. But we always say that the idea of books and a lot of writers nowadays, they can't end up seemingly get the idea of the heroes being great. It's that they end up having to have somebody be worse or this person. And I think that she's playing that darkest before the dawn here with the idea of the villains really, you know, taking it to the bat. You ended up having the party crashers. I mean, really, the party crashers. What what list villain are they for you? Are they a Z list? Are I think they, they a have little... to be a Z list at this point in time because they just showed up. They ended up when they and they're wanted half like to Joker, find... half Lex looking cronies. And then quarter nonsense. You end up where at one point after the Bat family was stumped 
they couldn't find where the the party crashers lair was so right there shows the party crashers pretty good right party crashers just so. decide we want to find the bat family and find them immediately in a micro bat cave that had a secret entrance the secret like you know false wall did, did somebody like put like a, a door stop there to not let it close? I imagine because there's they were one of those big that? like neon signs over there with the arrow pointing Bat Family this way. Exactly. I mean, and two so, micro Bat Cave. Yeah, yeah. So you end up in this where you don't need a darkest before the dawn. What you're ha- what you have, what you have here in your comic. In, in my deal here, even the Bat the Bat Family can certainly, especially being locked in an Arkham, t- they can certainly be overwhelmed. Oh yeah. They can certainly be. Out of their element, especially with Huntress, who has been kind of mind whammy at points. She's in there. She doesn't have her all equipment, stuff like that. But you end up having her get stabbed by a spoon. And it almost feels like that's like the joke. She's to nerf her a little bit here because she's going to go up against Mr. Freeze and she can't win. Well, the idea of the big nerf, I believe, in my mind, is you did not send Cass fully in. If Cass was, everybody's dead. That Cass yes, is. I want to say deal. that, but any way she's been portrayed for the like the last bunch of years now is not like the cast that we used know. to know, the deadliest you know human weapon in the world. I mean, I'm telling you, Anna Volsian's in there. There's at least fifty patients didn't she, there. Didn't Cass get beat up in the Batgirls by some like randos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like well. the tutor. Oh well, Eric, I guess you wouldn't do it now. The other thing that I thought in this again. You end up having the Bat Family being pretty incompetent. So Nightwing is just a bumbling idiot. And it drives me nuts. But I actually, I laughed, actually, almost out Psycho loud. Pirate just scuttling away. Psycho Pirate running Nightwing. off, I thought, oh, my God, what are you doing? When Dick Grayson starts sliding into that hole, I'm like, oh, my God. I love the essence, too, when you have this. Because the whole idea at this point is when Mr. Freeze, who I really think we lost a step here because in the previous issue when all hell started breaking loose mr freeze not in his full you know regalia just picks up a random gun and the idea of victor freeze just pretty much being there as victor freeze but with just a random gun outside of the normal mr freeze isms that you're used to i'm like man this is something i don't feel like we see a lot of it i was really intrigued with it but when you jump to this issue just somehow and i guess got to a floor where all the costumes and weaponry are because his freeze gun is inside a hospital there is a time jump because you do end up having you know anna and Cy- uh, not siphon nero 19 do go and meet up with siphon yeah. and so there is a bit of a time jump but i don't know why i don't care again i wanted to see freeze with a handgun yeah and i want actually what i wanted and the thing about this is you end up having like you said your trio uh, of these you know nero the 19 anna and and siphon the arkham trinity the one you never thought you wanted i really thought and i don't, don't know if i said this i don't know that i did but what i really really thought we were going to get and i really was excited for it i actually thought that mr freeze was sick of this nonsense also the idea of this trinity you called them or so <laughs> i actually thought that he was going to maybe save. i thought he was going to like save huntress or not like something and he's just listen enemy of my enemy i really was excited thinking that maybe well, he was going sense. to save some people to get out of there because they're nonsense. These I three, just how dare you? At this point in time, the freeze is too far gone with his mental illness, whatever it may be at this point. Because previously, everybody wants the idea that Mr. Freeze is a victim of circumstance. He's willing to do bad things for his wife, Nora, to cure her, get money to pretty, like, you know, do experiments on her. We're long past that to the point where she's Mrs. Freeze, hates her husband, and has moved out of the fucking house. I want there to be a point where Mr. Freeze says, you know what? All of these years, I done fucked up. Yeah, I want that's help what I now. Want. But the thing is, 
it just doesn't make sense with every other book he's in now, which, like I said, it's like five of them where he's still just doing the like horrible shit everywhere. But again, in this, where here he is, like he's selling drugs and like he Batman Urban Legends and the the Lazarus Resident like Task Force Z. Yeah, so I ended up, but again, I just thought maybe he would sit there and say, "Okay, you got this weird Trinity that you say." But then I see, and somehow he knows it's Huntress. He says Huntress. Look what I found. But again, in my mind, what is the best way to get out of this situation? I think Freeze again, like you said, he has his problems. But I never think of him as the guy who he would want to take over. Arkham no, Town. I think he wants to get the hell this, out. Like I right? said, a victim of circumstance where he has a, a, a like a man with a heart that goes about things the wrong way. This is what made him endearing when they react like they did his uh a new origin for him in Batman the Animated Series, which everybody loved. And then with Scott Snyder kind of fucked up in the new fifty two. Yeah, I know he's I know he has, but like we've gone back to a more like mundane uh phrase. What we the one not mundane, but the one that we know and love, but it's just he is still just a bad guy, though, and it doesn't make sense for him anymore. Yeah, I wish that he was just like, uh, the best route out of here would be to team up with Huntress. Hey, listen, I'm stuck here like you. Can you help me? And I think she might. But you, what you end up here is it's really just surface level freeze. Hey, I got a freeze gun. I'm going to freeze you. Hey, or I and- turn your brain into a popsicle. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then Thank you, you end up where then you have to have Huntress go, hey, that isn't cool. Oh god! I just so, want this idea though because it, like I I need there to be a situation that we missed or it was just kind of edited out of the script somewhere in the progression of the series where Helena Bertinelli has come here revealed her identity everybody knows this and we have a big old group therapy session because even the idea of everybody in the hospital even Mayor Nakata's wife knowing that Helena is the Huntress they only call her Huntress but when Mister Freeze has her by the throat. I heard you have visions of violence now. Is that what you see? Do you see your own end? I'm like. Where did you hear that? Who told yeah, you that, who, Mr. Who told you this? Who told? And and even then, when you end up having seems like privileged information. Did we, did we already skip ahead where everybody pilfered the freaking personal files? They're of everybody? just announcing things. This was like when you were talking in Monkey Prince. What yeah. you ended up having the helpline yeah. where all the kids. Oh, that's your problem. They're I'm going to go and tell everybody. <laughs> that's what happened. Don't trust children. Oh my goodness gracious! I really do think that it's like you, you're supposed to think that. The power of Psycho Pirate was they all – because remember, it's, oh, we're all having the, the mind collective unconscious. It's just weird, but nothing really spelled that out. But even Helena – I don't mind when Helena says, hey, you know, you know, in the therapy you went through, I guess it didn't work, whatever. But he's just being generic, Mr. Freeze. Nightwing shows up. I swear to God, when he shows up, the look on his face from the it's distance. It's amazing. This thing is amazing. It's over-the-shoulder shot looking past, you know, Mr. Freeze's shoulder where Nightwing is just sitting there. Ready, like in an anime fight stance, ready for a fight out of the elevator shaft. And I love this progression where he is, like to put up your Duke's kind of situation. He's turned to the next page, and Psycho Pirate is up, and he is running away to the point where Nightwing is turned around. Hey, where do you think you're going? Mr. Freeze has already started charging his ass, and all we can at this point is you think Nightwing's here to save the day. He has Psycho Pirate, he's going to take on Freeze. And now we just chuck him down a hole that Mr. Freeze had opened up with his freeze gun. Yeah, I don't that that hole doesn't even really make much sense to me and in, in the whole deal, how deep it looks and whatever, but it goes all the way down. I, Jim. I, I'm telling you, I don't even know how that even works. But when you have Dick come out and you said you like if you end up going and magnifying it, he looks like Dickie Boy. He looks like he is a jokerized version of Dick Grayson. People it, can it, smile, it looks Jim. weird. He's not smiling. It's a joker smile. It's a joker. It's a joker what? A Joker smile. He ends exactly. up getting, smiling. Yeah, he ends up getting kicked down the hole 
like all the way down. Yeah, and even then when you have such great trash talking as, what do you see now? And Helena goes, I see a giant frozen baby. I'm like, what? What Yeah, right, you do. What is that trash talk? Oh, my God, a frozen baby. She then ends up just knocking out Frieza runs off. And, oh, my God, Nightwing yells down this hole. And then in the meantime, you see that, I don't know, he fell to the bottom. Yeah, I said, Jim, all the way down. All the way. I don't know. He ends up getting tied up. And then we see the reveal that it is now. Uh, it looks like it's going to become a scarecrow story. He falls down a random hole in a building in a corridor hallway. But where we leave things off, where Hunters at one point saves Marinacano's wife, she runs off because things are getting crazy. But she still somehow comes in, like into a room where Nightwing is actually tied up, and, and the Scarecrow's there, who actually found Nightwing, tied him up to a chair, and then I guess waited for Marinacano's wife to show up just randomly, where he then covers her mouth. And yeah, it's himself. weird though. I don't even think that's the case. I think it's oh, a I'm weird sorry, progression. That, I'm sorry. That, that's Psycho is, Pirate. It's I, a it's bad Psycho progression. I'm, I'm looking at the thing wrong. Just because I saw the darkness there. But I it is put, a bad progression. Right. The way that is, I didn't like the way that was because when you see her getting pulled away, and then you see this dark room, let's uh, go on. But yeah, all of a sudden you, you, you see that. You have that. his eyes there and you have the, the wrist gauntlet that he wears, stuff like that. It is Psycho Pirate. For some reason, though, I just thought I was on a different page this happened in my mind where it was the reveal of Scarecrow, but also Nightwing as well. The weird thing about this, then, is it seems as if you don't want to get, well, you know, Mayor Nakano's wife's here. And she seems no huntress as well, like we said, everybody. But she's running. Anna Volshin just wants her hands. Yeah, running them. Maybe she's got that's nice why hands. she got it. Well, she got a finger. She wants hands, then maybe feet. You know, so they end up where this feels like to me that it's just we can't have Mayor Nakano's wife die, and if she's gonna, not just yet. Psycho Pirate's not gonna do anything, but you don't want him to get any. So they just he grabs her and brings her in this room so they could they could talk. Hey, you're talking out now. This is what this is what Arkham's really for. You sit and down and like, talk. I lost my out. friend. I lost my friend who pretty much had me awake for 24 days and was yelling and screaming at me. But hey. Look, Some friends it was are better a challenge, than Jim. He was going to have a payday. It was. It was like that. What was it? The seven triple challenge or the eight trick, triple challenge? Eight Jim. triple challenge. There's no way. Now that I think of it, before you said that at the beginning of our, I think it was the pop culture that you would talk about it, even the podcast that you could eat eight triple cheeseburgers. I could. It's not like I, I don't could say, know. man, I could sit down every meal and eat eight triple challenges. I'd have to work towards it, but I do believe in my body to think that I could shove you think eight that you Wendy's triples in my fucking hole in one sitting. So you end up where all this going down, Psycho Pirates talking to Kano's wife. Put Nakano's, behind stuff, he's yeah. going nuts because they end up and and you know she he knows she's there. It's all locked down. They do mention, and I said to you, I had a bit of a problem with it, but we just have to go with it because the idea of this tower being built, the idea that Doctor Ware could kind of finagle his way in, as, and Psycho Pirate, all these things going on. It did have to, you have to cut corners to make this story even possible. So when they end up where the whole tower gets locked down. You end up having the Bat family. I think it's Oracle's like, oh, my God, I'm going through the records. And we don't even know who put in the security system or even who built this building. It's all off the deal. It was the, It's silly, but you have to go with that. But then with all of that going down, I do think you're trying to I, – I don't know. You're trying to get this – you have to have Nakano upset. That's why his wife's there. But they're all locked down. Everything is in a yes. secure deal. Now, we were talking beforehand, too. The idea that 
maybe you'll have penguins guys show up. Maybe the problem is right now the place is surrounded. I don't know how you could even get besides the idea that it is on a lockdown. Well, I know it seemed like previously that Batwoman and Cassie were going to try to make their way to the roof and get their way in through there no, for they the first could. issue. I'm talking about like just the party crashers showing up in a van. There's some in there, but the rest of them and stuff. I'll have to see. We'll have to see if she keeps with that idea because this place will be surrounded. For the, for the time being. I don't think the police are just going to leave this building that's on fire and all that. They're going to surround the place just in case and try to get in and whatnot. So we'll see if that, you know, ends up being or not. But with that all, you just end up having all this stuff going on and you end up having, you know, a little trouble with the Trinity. They, they don't seem to, you know... Go on uh, liking what each of them want to do and things like that. It doesn't matter, this... Jim. We got Scarecrow who's going to take charge. Well, I know, because then you just have this explosion and oh my God. It's not the Trinity anymore. It's the Quadrigy. That's a thing, right? All of this going down and you end up having, you know, you, Gotham, tried to smother its fears, cure us. But there is no cure for fear. Now, what is that? Because is, is that right there? I mean, who... It is saying that. Is that Nero 19 saying that? Is it who's is or is that the scarecrow at the end where you have that big explosion? I'm saying when he says Gotham tried to smother its fears, cure us. But yeah, that's scarecrow. Yeah. So how did he get? He was on the bottom. How did he get to the the penthouse? now? I would imagine the elevator. Yeah, I don't think they're working now. I think that that's why you ended up having nightmares sliding down the deal. I'm I'm just confused with that progression. Maybe there is a problem with the progression there, but I don't know if the situation is going to be like you're afraid of that. It will become a scarecrow story that. After fear state that he is brought here, that he is a part of what has been going on in the hospital as well, secretly, because we haven't seen him. I just think that he's just been there and he's using this opportunity to kind of come back out and cause some trouble. I don't think that we're going to see anything of like, oh, he was pulling these strings and doing that. I think he's just taking advantage. But he had to have brought Nightwing from what appeared to be the basement now to the top penthouse deal. And it ended up where... It just confused me of that progression of, of how you went from there to there without running into anybody. You have people running around and whatnot. But maybe he just took the stairs. Maybe. But I, you know, it's just weird. Again, there's you, there's a lot of people in this tower at points, but then there's none at other points. And no, I, I agree. The one thing is, let's just say if I'm one of the randos in Arkham, I just need help because of my weird uh my weird problems where I just like to say motherfucker a lot of times. I want them to help me cure this, and this is why I'm here. Yeah, I just, so I you have to the hospital. No, no, no. It's not even Tourette's because I just want to say it. I want to be hypnotized, like they quit smoking or some shit with that. So I'm here with the weird, you know, voodoo doctor hypnotism stuff, and I'm running amok because everybody else says I want to feel like I fit in. I go into a stairwell, and there's Scarecrow. I'm turning around. I am not going against the scarecrow with his needle fingers. The only thing that, and this could be explained a hundred different ways from Sunday. The way that would be, there'd be more than one stairway, maybe, right? Oh, maybe because Huntress legitimately goes Nightwing and runs off to go find him, and maybe they'd cross paths. Maybe they wouldn't. The idea I would have liked to have seen something of like. Where he was, it's very confusing where, like you said, all the way to the bottom now, all the all way to the, the way, top. Yeah. And so you just have that just to have at the end. Hey, really, you schmucks. Is, it's just a hole that opened up when Mr. Freeze shot the floor, so it could just be one floor down. Yeah, it looked like it was a oh, I agree. It way looks down. The thing is, it looked, when Huntress 
calls out Nightwing and you get that echo of Nightwing, Nightwing, Nightwing back. It feels like it is in the depths of hell, especially if how the, there is no, absolutely no lighting in there whatsoever. I have no idea how it works, but in a normal situation, it should just be the next floor down. And and with that, though, you also have that deal. But even then, we don't know how close they were to the penthouse then anyway. They might not have been. At the, who knows? But agreed. Never want to it down. Who knows? You're also there doing this though. But, but they were not the penthouse. They weren't in this office when they fell down. So no. a couple. But he's also dragging a fear toxin nightwing with him too. And he doesn't want to lose that straw hat, Eric. I mean, seriously. I was really hoping when he went back to Arkham, when he would get help enough to know that I hate this look and go back to a more classic Scarecrow That would look. be funny. He, he ends up, well, even with that, it would be cool, actually, if we find out. It's actually not I know they even. have fashion police. Do they have fashion doctors to help Maybe. them out here? They might. It'd be funny if this was just some schmuck who's like, yeah, hey, you see that Scarecrow thing? People respect him, puts it Maybe on. Maybe it's another thing, too. Let's just say I'm not here to help me not say motherfucker anymore like I'm Samuel L. Jackson. Maybe I'm just here as an orderly because times are tough and you got to take jobs where you can. I think they all quit. Arkham, Arkham is a terrible place to work, but you know what? Nobody else is hiring my motherfucker ass. So I happen to fly. I come across the wardrobe section. I'm putting on some costumes, Oh, I know you games. are dancing around. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You'd be playing Bill games. In the basement. It is also, he's like, it's weird seeing Scarecrow, but it was kind of cool when we saw Freeze with the regular gun. Now in walks Scarecrow with, you know, a grenade launcher. Like, it's, got some is weird it a grenade stuff going launcher on. or is it just like a, a gas launcher? Because he just shoots some fear, t- or maybe even tear gas out of it. It looks like he shoots one of those grenades, though. It actually has a looks canister like a tear that grenade. shoots tear gas, out. Yeah. yeah, but I think that that's what it is, one of those canister grenade type I don't know deals, if you but... shove, like, grenade rounds into that. Just, that's just hanging around. That seems around. like a security situation. No, no, that seems people. really over the top for just regular security. But uh, with it, uh, the security really didn't do much. And, you know, we haven't hardly knew ye. But it does end with that idea of, hey, I'm back for my revenge. Oh, my God. He's back for his revenge right after Fear State, and that's that's the kind of eye roll. The thing is, you, you say that, but you kind of do need it in this book, because Fear State in this book was just a dude with a mouth monster. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Does she even realize what Fear Scarecrow State was, in this right? book, it's about time, honestly. I, I guess, in my mind, though, if he's for revenge, I would like this concept of him trying to get to Nakano, who ended up being, you know, one of the guys who... It tried to, you know, get he's the guy I would, go, I would go at, but get, yeah, really. Master wise. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but with all that, yeah, we don't even know what's up with her or whatnot. So we'll see the deal. I think she she's in Blackgate. She was Blackgate. Yeah, guess. she's in Blackgate. So, yeah, you end up. She ain't crazy. Like it, just bionic. It's turning into a scarecrow story now. But we get the boy uh, and the boy story. People are loving it. People are actually seem to be getting. I'm starting to get less and less as well, just because it's just the same thing. We're we're Forrest Gumping again. We're just going through the random, you know, timeline of God. Not random, but going through the timeline of Gotham and seeing all the trouble through maybe the eyes of the boy. But it's weird because at the beginning. Nobody would say anything bad about the boy. Now all of a sudden, nobody likes the boy, and it's it's a weird deal. And I'm starting to lose. A little bit with it just because I need to see what we're really doing here. And I really am afraid we're just well, going to Well, first, we've got to get the government tour. back involved in Gotham because right now we're in no man's land and it's just everybody for themselves. Even the boy is part of a, like a, a Hooverville tribe led by a man called the poet who have to go out and scavenge for food. And so you have that going down. He has this girl with him. And the poets, you know, a piece of crap. You, you don't trust this guy right away. It's funny because th- the idea, I don't know if this is a new character, but I, it's been a long time since I read No Man's Land or anything, but like, I don't know this character off the top of my head. Yeah, I think that this might just be here with the boy. I couldn't find anything about this. So 
He ends up where, again, you, you got to go get this food. There's the word that the government has dropped food in, but it's been taken. They think at one point, oh, the rich come in and grab it, but there's also monsters. We find out it's Killer Croc who ends up grabbing this food. So this poet, you know, this poet is like, you know, you got to go get this. And then it is the deal. It reminded me, remember my buddy Big Bob when he brought yeah. those steaks home? And his dad got mad at him and, and beat him up and threw the stakes out the window because he said, what are you trying to be the big man of the house? Oh, my. What a big, That's basically the poet. But they go down. They make a deal with Croc. Croc is down in there. He recognizes the boy. Is, I, I don't like the idea of this just because the boy has taken a weird turn for me where in the last two issues, just the idea of the continuity felt weird with how Bane, you know, let everybody out of Arkham and then how, like, you know, Jean-Paul Valley was the Azrael Batman and how he acted. I like the idea of using the timeline for this character we know nothing about and seeing how he is forced gumping through his, his ass through Gotham. But everything just kind of feels off. Even the, even when we had the Scarecrow working for the orphanage kind of thing, it's not his you know normal origin or how anything worked out. That It always feels like a little bit off of what we don't with, even though I still think the story has been strong because you want to know who is the boy. This one actually I liked a bit more because you're not having to deal with anything outside of just some random action going on in no man's land. And when you have him come up against a crocodile, like a crocodile man, but kill a croc. I don't know why I didn't, I don't know why I didn't want to say kill a croc, but when you have him come across one of them. A crocodile man. Crocodile man. But no, when he comes up with a killer croc, you see the uh, progression of him the learning to like, help his fear and use it against things stuff like that where he just civilly talks to Whalen here, even using his name. Whalen recognized, hey, you're that boy. You know, like, yeah, I am you're that boy. The boys. They use the idea of helping each other to, to their benefit, and he becomes almost the new benefactor, like the new leader of the group by getting Killer Croc on the side, because he comes back, and the poets are like, you dumb fucked up. You'd have made a deal without me. He's like, yeah, but it's about you. Where the Croc is going to go kill the poet for him, and then the, the rest of these child laborers are going to help Killer Croc whenever he needs it. I like the boy's rise of power, and using No Man's Land here, where it could actually I'm like, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not. I just wonder where we're going to go from here. We have three more issues again with this. And I just get the idea that the boy's nobody. A lot of people are saying it's Nero 19. I don't think that would be the case. I just Unless think... it's something that we are leading to a new Detective Comics story. And this is a weird backdoor pilot. Yeah, to an I was actually a new thinking of in. maybe a new villain that we'd see that saying. this was a deal. But I, I have a feeling that it's not much of anything but a, hey, let's go through all the troubles and tribulations of Gotham. And then at the end, we'll just see, okay, that's what the story really was about. How maybe we're seeing a, a nice little boy who ends up having the worst thing happen. The Joker kills his family. Batman gets involved. And even in a Gotham where Batman and Bruce Wayne obviously have an eye out for you, Gotham's so much of a piece of shit town that you, you can't help yourself from being bad or get taken advantage of. In the last issue, Bruce Wayne had his back broken and like Jean-Paul Valley was actual Batman. Bruce Wayne, before he goes off to, you know, reclaim his, you know, his uh, Batman hood, I guess, when he goes on his journeys during that story, like, Tim, I lost track of this boy. It was a mistake. I need you to reach out and help this boy. Something fierce. Okay, Batman, I'll do that for you. And he goes out and he finds the boy. And then John Paul Valley shoots him in the back with a crossbow battering, knocks him off a bridge. And then he spends the next few years in a hospital trying to walk yeah, again. Trying to and walk. the cataclysm happens. I mean, this is the worst. I, I do like when Croc goes, I thought, that, Paul that, Valley. I thought that fake Batman killed you. That's what I heard, boy. Uh, but at the end, I just think this is going to be worst just almost like Oh my God, the boys Gotham itself, like the, the shithole of Gotham just ends up just eating everybody up, even if you have the hero. Or maybe, Jim, it makes you stronger. But it, it ends up making me think like, because of how this goes, this is more of a, like how in-depth this would be 
to have then go off to be a villain where Batman makes his own villains. We, you know, everybody jokes about that. And he does it again, but in a way that he's desperately trying to help this kid. But we see that Batman's a little busy throughout. I mean, at one point, broken back. Billman's like, you have all these things that he keeps being lost in the shuffle. And I just, I worry that at the end, we're just going to be like, what the heck did we, what the heck were we reading this for? But I'm, we I'm went enjoying to it each Gotham's time. timeline. It was fine. It's a little wonky, though. So you can't even go with I like that. I want to do this but... weird thing where we go through it and somehow, like, we don't have many, I don't think we have many issues left because this is just a backup during the whole thing. So, okay. I didn't know if it went on or not. Like, no, I, I think I it's just it, the same amount of time as the town. I, I want to do something weird where then we start doing more, like, you know, modern S where all of a sudden it's it just the hilarious. boy during Scott Snyder's Endgame with hilarious. the Joker. I'm telling you, at one point, the boy gets an invitation to the bat cat wedding oh my goodness i can't believe oh it didn't happen oh my he's just the only one there he gets upset goes home oh my goodness gracious it would be crazy at the end if all of a sudden we find out that he was one of those like wedding parties that ended up the joker killed to get the attention of catwoman batman right before the wedding that's the ending eric the end or he ends up where he just dies in the desert Trying to find Martha's bones. I, don't I just know. want to think to himself where he's flying out of Gotham and all of a sudden he's on that plane at the beginning of Tom King's run of Batman and Batman's like, is this a good death, Alfred? I can just imagine if that's <laughs> the case, the boy's like, just kill me. Like, what can I do? You'll right? be fine, boy. Yeah, that'd be so great. That that would be hilarious. If Gotham did, and Gotham girl show up and save Seriously, the day. it ends in the way that he's like, finally. I finally got out of God. Do it. All of a sudden, it, it like pulls out. You see Batman riding the plane. Oh my God. It's like the Twilight Zone, it is. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. I like the art in it. And again, I, I do get oh, a kick. I get a kick time. out of the boy. The problem with this one is it, it's not, there's not as many funny things that we can laugh about with the boy because he's getting too competent there. He, he's, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make fun. He's doing Bane told him with his fear. And I'm not going to make fun of him as he rehabilitates himself, Eric. That's a he's strong good. boy there, right? Well, why would you? I just like the idea when he does say whale and, and that does take croc. You know, the crocodile guy who said. It takes a man. Like, I did like that. I like that. He's like, nobody calls it. How did it? Oh, well, that's the thing the is, even lately in the idea where Killer Croc has redeemed himself for the most part, he doesn't want to be called Killer Croc. He wants to be Waylon Jones again. And this is a great way to reach yeah, him right I like away. That. I like that. I also like that you want to show the poet's bad so you have him have that half a shaved head there. That's when you know somebody's. That's a pretty cool look. What are you talking about? Bag look is what it is. I could tell right away. The thing is, you shave your whole head, but it turns out to be half of it because you miss all these patches. I, I wanted him. Where's his poetry? I wanted something. It would be like, you know, what is yours is what is mine. So leave that there or I'll kick your behind. Is that a good one? The poet? I was trying to come sure. up with something. There. I, I don't That's know. what he did? He had all day, Joe. How about this? You, you think read this that, earlier in you the week. Think I, what I just can't. You think I'm an ass. You think I'm a cock. Well, go get that food from that killer croc, right? There we go, Eric. I'm getting on board here, right? You get it? You like that? Hey there, Eric's a jerk and plays with toys. I'm still going to read the story with the boy. <laughs> ah, Eric, it works. Uh, it what doesn't. would you give this? How many How is, many poets out of 10 would you give this, sir? I would give this 6.8 poets out of 10 because I'm still enjoying the main detective story, even though there are a lot of answers that need, like, or questions that need to be answered by the end of this whole thing and how things work out. It is just rushing to the end at this point where it is going to gloss over a lot of stuff. But the boy is still, like, fun to read. Even if I have been down on it lately, it's just... This works better at No Man's Land because of how isolated it is during that time. We thought it was so, coming okay. up, too, right? Yeah. 
And I like the art in both sections a lot. Yeah, I like the art. I'm a five out of ten throughout. The, the big problem is when we're done with this story, we get 12 issues. And if I sit there, I'm like, okay, what was the story? Was it the grift of where? Because that never really was working out. And then he just gets killed, which we knew he would. Was Is it the idea that a tower, an Arkham Tower, just will never work? In, well, we knew this. Everybody knew this from the beginning. I think it's still going to stick around. the idea, stuff. who knows? They probably will because Nakano's an idiot. And we'll probably say, I, we need this because my wife needs to go somewhere because she's getting on my nerves with her nonsense. I don't know. I, I do think they're going to do the idea of we're going to take this and wear it like a badge of honor. Arkham Tower remains. And it's just not a good idea overall. And we kind of thought that. So I don't know what the concept like at the end. What did we get except, you know, a weekly book that kind of changed its story throughout of what was the big focus and whatnot but we'll move on to the next book which we continue the batman section kind of or whatever i said earlier it's batman number 121 it is the abyss finale eric i don't know if you realize that written by joshua williamson art by jorge molina michael janine timo moray and clayton cowles with a backup uh about maps by carl kershaw writing I like that backup a carl lot for kershaw some reason and dave mckegg i didn't like it at all and i'm a huge maps fan and that just ended up in my mind. Just it really didn't do much at all. You do get the thriller smile almost at the, the end. Smile at the end with the idea is it still worth being Robin? Was such a, such a great ending to that in my mind. Yeah, I just this whole issue though. I got it got a little wonky at one point. I didn't even see the progression of how it was going when you end up having maps. She's going to go do something. This weird deal with. Uh, What's her name? Clayface's daughter. I, I just I lost track of what was even going on. Well, she on. left that in the Batmobile. Yeah, I'm saying though, just the idea that all of a sudden it was like she was. Oh, you got to go here and go there. It seemed very, very wonky the way that that. We'll get to it when we go. But the, yeah. the main thing is this abyss finale, and I'll just I wrote down the idea. Here is the basic idea of the story. Lex made abyss right to be a new Batman, but when Lex abandoned that abyss, started terrorizing, terrorizing Badnesia. To show them how scary the dark is, Eric. And because of that, well, Lex then bought Batman Incorporated and sent them to take down Abyss. But when Batman Incorporated caught up with Abyss, they decided to turn on Lex and help Abyss. But that was a dupe as well. And they were just trying to find out where other Abysses were. That, it, it, everything well, the thing gets is, wonky. I would say, is it's such a weird situation that we start this out with. With everything that's been going on in the DC Universe, especially the stuff that Lex has been involved in in the past you know, few decades at this point. Because... Just think about this. In the 2000s, when Grant Morrison first did the Batman Incorporated, and Bruce Wayne came out and said, this is the next step. I'm funding Batman Incorporated, which started that whole big storyline off and continued on for a long time until we shut that shit down at the end of Batman Incorporated in the New 52 era. It lasted a few years, but like it was a big thing. This started then when Lex hears about Batman Incorporated for, for the first time, decides he's going to make his own Batman. And when he does make that Batman, he's going to go to the, one of the worst crime-ridden cities in the world, which is Badnesia, to put his Batman in there to clean things up to show how his Batman Incorporated works. The problem is he low-key here, just right off the bat, pretty much in my mind throughout this entire thing, says, how bad of a president is the Ares mother? That, like, she has all this crime, this terrible nation. He's going to go in there with this monster man to fix it's it. It's so weird, though, because I would have liked to have had a thing. Because in the meantime, because he gets the idea when you have Bruce Wayne announce this. Hey, I'm going to fund this Batman. Years ago. He, then Lex was a member of the Justice League at a point between this. And I actually After thought that, yeah. with that, maybe they could have played the idea. Because when you end up having Batman chase down Abyss, Abyss ends up saying, he abandoned me. 
He ended up having this and it, it wasn't what, but what was working out and what wasn't? Because there's never anybody saying, Hey, I remember when that abyss was pretty darn good, checking out all the crime or whatever. It always was a bad thing. And the idea, I wish that it was that they spelled out, well, Lex went on the up and up and was on the Just League. So he just had to cut ties with the shit and not be, you know. That or he just like decided he wanted to become Apex Lex and was going to destroy the world. I wish there was a more deal because with this, you end up having that years and years of this program making Abyss. But then the idea of making Abyss to be almost like a Batman in Badnesia. That never seemed to come about. So why did he end up abandoning this program to make no Abyss idea. go bad? And then since he, then. That's the thing is just the progression of like Abyss fighting and giving his own little personal backstory. But I was just the start of Lex's experiment. He thought he could find cities full of crime and create his own Batman. One loyal to him. Next panel. Then he abandoned me. Yeah, then he abandoned me. But then no. the overall right. thing with Batman Incorporated. Just the idea. Lex knew his little experiment got away from him and sent a whole team of Batman to something. No, see, the thing is, that is years later. The beginning of this story, like a prologue to this story with him be sending the other Batman to come after him, which is all a dupe anyway. So I have no idea I, how I this happened know. when Lex gave up on him. And then we just had this whole idea of this. But it seems like it's been around for a while. Where it seemed like many abysses That's at what one I'm point saying, were but in when did, when did, people. So he ends up and they but say. what did he do with those people They said the other abyss stuff. That these people were like the other abysses or in other cities even and doing yeah. this. But so when did he abandon this and when did he have it and how far was it? Because when would it have been an idea where these abysses were in Lex's deal? Yeah, Lex isn't a good guy, but it seems like he wanted to do something maybe to eventually say, hey, look at me. Almost like what Bendix is doing with the, you know, post humans, the idea yes. I'm going to get. But that never happened. But yet they're all over the place. They're causing trouble, but yet they're killing and like, we saw even killing. Now it's kidnapping. Some of these people might have been kidnapped for 14 years. I don't know because it all falls apart with this idea that Batman being blind here. He can see Lex's suit. He can see the suit that Lex <laughs> built to, to counteract Abyss's powers, which I don't understand. But then all we need to do then is for Batman to go after Abyss's to blindly, why not blindly, because he can see Lex's suit, but just take a bad rag, slice open a gullet, rip out some wires, plugs it into his own gullet, and says, okay, now I can see Abyss. Whenever did you get an idea that you could end up plugging something into Batman's bat suit, and then suddenly, magically, his symbol starts glowing? Could that have glowed all the dead? Like, it almost seems like it, you don't know what happened. But in that, he is then... He's fighting Batman Incorporated. He's, he's like you know the Borg, where he just you know acquired the technology and incorporated it into right. himself. I don't know. He ha- I, all this stuff is so forced. I see reviews. They're like, see the this thing is, is a great all ending. you need to do in order to fight Abyss when he makes you blind and is completely utter in darkness is make your chest glow a little bit and you'll be fine. Yeah, be fine because then what happens then is Abyss blows some powder in the Batman's face to actually let him see again. And he says, here you oh, thanks. Just, just think of the progression here, where we go to look at a cadaver in a morgue. <laughs> it spits a black ooze in your face. You are blind to the world except for Lex Luthor's suit. And all you need to do to cure all of this is have another guy blow powder in powder your face. Powder in your face. Uh, we'll get to that. It's like the opposite of blood sport. Yeah, yeah really. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> Jean-Claude is Jean-Claude better than ever can, now. Yeah, you can see even 3D. He doesn't 3D. need to blindly catch fish. No, so you end up where... At the beginning, you have Lex. He's going to do his program. That's the deal. You end up where now we go in the present, and Lex and Batman are facing off against Batman Incorporated and Abyss. Abyss is talking shit. 
and then they start the fight. In the meantime, you end up having Chaos, who we really like, who we set up the idea that she was not allowed to help and she better get the hell out of bed and easy. Next thing you know, she's she called him back up. And they're coming, but why and how? Honestly, it's the best thing possible she could do because Batman and her, like, she was yelling in Batman's ear. He's yelling to shut up. What is she going to do at this point? They're fighting on top of a prison where the Batman are escaping with Abyss. She did the right thing. They, they end up where the big fight is going on, and you end up even at that one point where Abyss, he's shooting, and all these guys are going, and Batman, fighting Batman Incorporated, it says, you know, his code word, which only it's code club of heroes, right? So then Batman Incorporated, they stop fighting and say, ha ha, we were always with Batman. Why does Batman need to say a code so that he reveals well, to them? This is a weird situation because I, I have no idea how that code word comes out, it comes out except for the idea where it's a little wink wink for readers. The idea of, you know, the club of heroes calling back to global guardians of Batman Incorporated being a version of that just with Batman around the world being the whole thing like, Okay, missions over, boys. Couldn't re- reveal that we weren't actually working for Alexa with her or Abyss during this situation. But Batman wasn't a part of the no, program. No, why wouldn't at they all. say it to Batman? Yes. Why wouldn't you have El Gaucho? You need, you need to tell Batman. Batman doesn't need to exactly. tell you because he doesn't know. With that, then you can get the roundabout deal and just grab Abyss because he will be unaware. Batman saying it makes no sense. They say, "Oh, I figured it out." You were pulling your punches in that prison. It doesn't matter what Batman knows at this point. It's that you have to have Batman incorporate. Let Batman know, hey, listen, we're not with either. We're still with you. We're, we're undercover. We're doing our own thing. But Batman says it almost as if they're mind control, but they're not. So they go, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I don't even get the progression of them hearing the cut. It's so ridiculous. But they end up saying, ha ha. But yeah, so the whole thing was and revealed. When Batman then hot rods the and even Batman Incorporated says we've been doing this since Batman Incorporated's down. We're trying to figure things out. So then it all ends up with the hot rodding of the suit where Batman I like hot rodding. Well, he hot wires hot it, wiring? Yeah. and he ends up okay. saying to Oracle, he remembers Oracle's deal. You should have people help. To Batman, that means stabbing Lex's armor with a batarang and getting things out of there, and then goes off to find. Like we said, find Abyss. When he finds Abyss, Abyss just ends up blowing powder into his face. He can see again. And then all of a sudden, you know, woe is me. Abyss starts crying the blues about, I was going to be like you and Lex abandoned me. So I did this and that. I Also, the idea where Abyss is like, I'm going to be Batman. Lex abandons me. So my big thing is I'm going to show Badnesia what it's like to live in the dark. Everybody's saying dark and things. It's just live nonsense. In the dark. So you end up that's where I am now. Thanks to Lex Luthor. I am the abyss. And you know what, Batman? Sometimes the abyss looks back at you. Yeah, and so Batman punches Abyss, cracks done, open abyss. the mask, and then Abyss just gets away. Abyss runs off and gets away. And so, oh my God, I didn't catch him, Batman. Which is weird. I'm telling you, the the eyes that we see under the mask of Abyss just look like Batman's eyes when that black goo was inside of him, where he could he couldn't see anything. So I don't understand what's going on with what his powers are. Well, maybe are. the idea is that that does the mask allow him to see with the technology? I guess, but I, it doesn't make any sense. So you end up where they were able to find five. I mean, this whole thing what does is that just black like do? I don't know. Well, this is the the ending. Where they're like, oh, and by the way, we got all the people who were kidnapped. Abyss is on the run, but Batman Inc. had enough inside information that we found all the people he kidnapped. 
Abyss took them so he could draw, so he could drown them in the dark, like he did with you, Batman. But <laughs> what did he? Because even when you ask, like, what about the cadaver? Oh, we put that there. The Batman Incorporated huh? put the cadaver there. He goes, what about the cadaver? It's like they were punking him. They go, we put that there. Not once does he say, well, then why the hell did you have this goo? Oh, did you put the me? darkness like, in Like, where's it? the goo? Then. Where did you get that goo? We're going to have the, the bottom line, like the, the small print here. Lex is pissed. I paid you guys. Oh, we didn't cash those checks. Like, that's the ending? That's how Batman Incorporated ends up going. <laughs> you save face. <laughs> like, oh, my God, look at us. We didn't cash the checks, and I need my lawyer to look things over. Like, like Lex is that stupid that he ends up like, that's okay for him? He walks away. They're like, we'll get you, Lex. And then Batman says, nah, you'll never get a connection. You'll never get a connection He's with right. this. And off we go. And maybe we'll get Abyss. And then Batman well, Incorporated yeah. says they're going to go off and try to find the other Abysses. I know that we're seeing Lex do some shady shit and Superman son of kal with what his connection to Henry Bendix and the Rising is. But I was really hoping there would be an idea of a turn where he thinks, you know, everybody thinks that he's doing bad, but he's actually doing good on the sidelines that we just don't see yet. From everything that we see in this Batman series, though, with the Abyss stuff and everything that he's trying to cover up here, Lex is not a good guy. It's pissing me off because I really wouldn't have that great turn where, you know, he could still be that pseudo super Lex and not to the degree where he's putting on costumes and like running around like he's Superman, but at least be a kind of pseudo father figure slash mentor for John whilst Clark is out of War World. Yeah, it's 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 I just weird. want him to learn something after death metal to be a better man. Yeah. So you end up where Batman calls Ghostmaker and says, Hey, I, I need you to keep an eye on Batman Incorporated. That's gonna be on in May. It's a while from now, but May's annuals week. That's what that annual's about. Ghostmaker story. It's a Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter story about them with Batman Inc. So we'll see what that goes. It's not bad, though. If you want to keep Batman Inc. around, but Ghostmaker's in charge now, Clown Hunter's a part of it and stuff like that, it could be fun. I, I actually think that they would be like, well, what, what the hell? We don't need somebody to watch us. We've been doing this all these years without you, and now but you have just they show up. Well? But they said that they were on the deal. They were trekking. The thing that ruined their Abyss deal was Batman showing up and fudging them. I think they would have been able to take him down a like how, but the thing is, like it's like Batman it's been Inc. A while. has been done for so I know. long now, and like you know, Lex started this program when Batman Inc. started. So I'm like, there's been so many years, and then like comic book time, like I have an idea how it works, but other writers don't always play with them. Like it just feels like it's been forever that Lex has had his fingers in this, and it's just like, and now nothing it's over. really makes sense <laughs> when you think about it. I mean, the idea that they just had the big point was Batman gets sprayed with goo from a cadaver. That they went on and on about, oh, my God, that's abyss, but it's aged different and it's aging quickly. Like, what is that all about now? I, I don't understand. It was just a ruse to get Lex there so abyss can get, like, revenge, and but they're working for him, but not. Um, it's just, uh, like, the thing is, I understand the basic idea, but the, like, the things that the, the fine print to make this whole thing work just isn't there. There's gigantic cracks that everything slips through. Just the idea that Lex is yelling. I paid you guys. Like even then, I even if they the even check. if they took the money, they'd be like, "Well, sucker, we took it. We're not with you." And it, oh, we didn't cash. We didn't cash the checks. Oh my god, get mercy on the phone. Mercy, check our accounts. Did those checks? They didn't. What Shit. One did? Yeah, Dark Ranger from Australia <laughs> cashed the check. That's the best. Come with me, El Gaucho. We got words. Don't trust the Australians. Like just imagine that. That's what happens. El Gaucho actually cashed his check. What does that mean? What, what is he's like, don't trust El Gaucho. Sorry, your dudes. Money. I guess I got to go with Lex. I cashed the check. But but why would you do that, El Gaucho? It's like, I need money. 
Mm. Holy shit, look at my costume. I got a bandana for a thing. I want an actual armor. I want armor. Look at me, I'm a short fella. I want to get stilts. Ah, but then you end up having For these- some reason, I really want to see a book with uh, Wildcat, you know, Ted Grant and Al Gaucho together doing crime fighting stuff. You know what the best would be is you know for a fact that they go out, fight crime, right? They'd solve crime, make some rhymes. They'd come, they'd probably go out to make eat, some right? Yeah, they'd probably go out to eat afterwards, right? And then afterwards, they go and try to beat the shit out of each other. They would fight well, every you know, you night. You totally have to end that. Every yeah, night, they would fight, right? It definitely would be ding, ding. And all of a sudden, they're just fighting. It'd be great. But yeah, then you have an epilogue one where I guess that's Keha. I think that you're supposed to think that her hair's a lot longer, it seems to me. But you end up where she's looking into the Lex core there. She's looking into the abyss. Yeah, again, the Lex now, you, you didn't catch my checks. Oh, well, I abandoned that abyss stuff. But maybe I'll go back and maybe this will tie into, the, you know, the stuff with Bendix or whatever, too. Maybe this, this all This just kind goes. of feels like it's going to be like a one or two part series of Batman or Real Legends. Yeah, yeah something K-ha. like that with Keha, which, again, we kind of like. But I don't know how she possibly could be back on the force now. It, it didn't make sense. Plus, again, she's fine. again, the idea where she's doing she this. him back up. But Lex is free and clear. He's paying off everybody, so. Maybe they did. The police are like, we didn't cash the checks we either. We stuff off, but you know, the thing is, the Aries mother's there. She's all about truth, justice, and the bad way. I don't know way. about that, no. And, and I'm just telling you, I think that everybody didn't cash the checks. Lex didn't pay attention. But then you get Epilogue 2, which is Prometheus going and saying, hey there, look at you, Deathstroke. We got the Batmans. He's heading back to Gotham. In the meantime, you do have all right. uh, a deal where Batman calls. It's such a weird, like... We need Batman distracted while we prepare for war. An incomplete conversation because Batman calls Oracle as well. And it says, Gotham City after Arkham Tower. Oracle, hey, Batman, what the hell was that? Where have you been? Uh, you were right before. I'm going to celebrate the wins. Thank you. All right, bye. <laughs> That's all they say. It's such a weird conversation. By the way. I'm going to celebrate. All right. Thanks a lot, Batman. It also See you later. like Batman might make his way to Arkham yeah, Tower for the end because like it says, might. Oracle to Batman, please respond. Things at Arkham Tower have gone south. And then the little like editors will see the current issues of Detective Comics for the Arkham Tower. So the idea that they call in Batman for help here and then it goes to after the yeah, Arkham Tower stuff. You call, I know that it must be right when it went bad so that, you know, it takes them a couple issues to get there. But. Yeah, I'm expecting Batman to come I'm into saying, that. The thing is, we've we've only been have things have gone bad for a couple hours. At yeah, this but point. I don't know where this book was taking place. You know what I mean? I just think that he ended up. He must have been gone for about a month, and uh-huh. it, it didn't seem that long with with this story. But it, I guess it was. You know, you end it's day 24, and they end up calling. And uh, yeah, I think that we're going to get. And again, people were applauding Mariko Tamaki and some of the things with that tower story was because batman wasn't in it so you could see how good the rest of the bat family is batman has to come and fish him out i don't know we'll have to see how it goes if that's well, the, the case is, i don't know if that's the case or not but we'll if it see. is, i don't mind just because right for right now maybe out of bloodhaven nightwing's just not himself he might need some help he might and the rest of them but it just it feels like right now on the inside we have um a vision induced uh, a vision having huntress who got stabbed with a spoon nightwing who just Falls down Stephanie, holes who, who knows what she's and doing. I don't know what's up with Stephanie. She's in there, but doesn't have a costume. And we have Batwoman and Cass out on a rooftop pondering how they're going to get in. Yeah, so it, it would be weird if Batman has to come in and bail them out, but maybe that's what they need. But we do have the backup. It's the map's backup. And you end up, like I said, I, I didn't really love this this 
ending and didn't really care for the story overall. I'm a big I Matt prefer fan. I the ending to everything else that we've dealt with, though, in this so far. Yeah, this, it's just, you know, they're trying to figure out what happened. They end up finding her friend who... Lindsay. Yeah, who ended up, you know, feeding these... You know, demon, and, you know, these kappas, and they end up where they're hungry now, so they're going off and bringing her awful things, people, whatnot. Her grandfather's missing, and so Batman carries her out, and they got to figure out what to do with her. And yeah, they end up where Batman Kappa all over the house. The idea that she then feeds them but takes them down to the tunnel system here it made the Kappa think that little Lindsay was their mother because originally her grandfather had brought a Kappa to Gotham from their homeland. And I guess it stayed there. And this is the linchpin of the story where, okay, we found Lindsay. We got to take care of the Kappa eventually, I guess, because, you know, we just kind of leave that situation behind in the tunnels. But when you leave maps like at her house, like the idea that Batman's like, look, you can't be Robin like this. It's not right. I like the idea that she takes her little flower out of her hair, which is like a thing that she always has in her hair and leaves it in the Batmobile. And it just stays there. And this thing is the, also the linchpin. But uh, Maps realizes the idea of you know the story of her grandfather's cap and what happened to it. Is it still there? I gotta go check out Lindsay's house. And during this whole time, she goes off to do some Robin stuff while Batman's still doing Batman stuff, thinking that the case is closed. And we have the, the, the flower that she left behind turn into Basil Carlo's daughter because this is almost the whole idea of almost having like a bug in the Batmobile, but it was a way for her to get a hold of Batman or maybe just listen in through this whole thing because she is part Clayface. But this is the way, like, oh, my God, you know, Max has gone over here. She needs your help because we have a giant Kappa demon in the house that wants to eat Max. Yeah, I and didn't, Batman has to the come progression up. because she's in the Batmobile with Batman. Yes. I'm saying maps. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to school. And Batman says, it isn't a game. Do you understand? This isn't a game. And then you end up having maps put that there in the Batmobile. Just the flower, puts yeah. it down, then goes to her house and starts, you know messing around with her book, figures that out, and then goes off. When did she get a hold then of Catherine to tell Catherine about what is going down? Well, I imagine she probably just called her because most of her still at Gotham Academy. Yeah, but again, now you're having maps solve things that Batman can't. But again, I love and, um, maps, but this, I just don't this like This progression, this. though, where the cap is about to, this giant turtle water spirit is about to devour maps, and she'll tell you, and Batman has to show up right at the last second to throw this demon away. I love this idea. Maps is traumatized, crying. This is almost then where she has to grow, you know, grab a hold of Batman and hold him tightly right there because she is traumatized and terrified. After the fact, when Catherine Carlo talks to her back at school, like, was it worth it? And she just turns around and smiles. I'm like, I, I kind of love that ending. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I'm telling you, I love Maps. I think I don't like Maps by herself. I think that there's not much of a story. I would have liked to have the other characters from Gotham Academy, possibly her brother, all that stuff. But just her doing this in the D&D narration of going through, I thought this was a nothing story. Really do, didn't do well, anything for me. That's my favorite part of this backup. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I actually thought that it just faded and fizzled by the end. It's just like, boom, she just ends up, oh, my God, I almost died, but I still want to be Batman. I still want to be Robin. And I'm like, nah. But uh, overall, what would you give this? Uh, the Batman story, for the most part, I don't care for because I said there's like – the cracks in the plot that are turn out to be crevasses at one point for everything to freaking fall through the art's still great throughout the whole yeah, thing I, i'm okay with the idea of bringing batman incorporated back i was just hoping it had something better to do because this whole lex luther batman incorporated and even a new villain sounded really cool on the outside but once you start looking in it all just fell apart there i do like the maps back up a lot i like the art i like the story in that but ultimately because of how much de how down that main finale was. I'm going to give this a 5.8 out of 10. I give it a 4. 
Uh, I thought that the idea of having a first arc in Batman and having Josh Williamson come in here and your first arc ends in a way that you pretty much say he's either not interested in the story, he didn't have enough time to tell it, we're going off to the Shadow War. When you first had him come on, I do believe like the idea we were having a Batman book twice a month and they ended up he didn't have enough time to do that. So he started setting up the story. And I do think that they decided after that, once he started this abyss story, oh, man, like down the deal uh, coming up in March, we're going to have a shadow war. We're going to do this. And then the story just didn't have enough time. So he ended up just ending it. The idea that you don't even explain half the things. And the big thing is. You know, hot wiring Lexus suit that was never explained even what that was. You end up having the idea of the goo in the face never explained. You end up where Abyss just gets away. They get the like, and then uh, everything is so convenient. Oh, he got away, but we found the list of the people. Like he wrote that down. Oh, there's that person. Okay, we'll get them. Then the idea he kidnapped them to show them the darkness. Since Batman Incorporated was working with them, they knew what like where these people were. Yeah, I thought that they. The way I got it was it was like the idea that. They said they had inside information and found all yes. of it. But again, too convenient to end. Hey, you, I paid you. We had a deal. We didn't cash the check. Oh, man. And so everything just ended. And this is Batman. It's, it's not even good to have this happen in, in a book that isn't the biggest book. But this is Batman. This is people are begging and wanting to be on this book. And this first arc, you had it do nothing, nothing, nothing. And then just everything ends conveniently. This whole story just fell apart. So, yeah, it's, it's nonsense. But four out of ten. But I'm looking to the, the Shadow War. I think that that's going to be better. But, boy, this was, like we said, what we had a lot of times with Flash where things just, oh, this is cool. And then it just fizzles out and ends. Uh, so I was disappointed by it. And, yeah, the map stuff. Again, I love maps. One of my favorite characters at one point. I just didn't get anything from this backup. And she's just going to go away. For a while again, I'm I'm looking forward to see if after that annual, if the they'll progression do of the Robin storyline, I do like just because we had that whole thing in that uh, future state, Immortal Wonder Woman, where her costume with the little flower was one of the Robins in the like abandoned Batcave. It's just a fun progression of that idea that one day she will be Robin because she still wants to. All that said and done, yeah, I'm looking forward to Shadow War. We'll see how that is. I hope Joshua Williamson can you know get something going. With all of that tying in, and I was saying, when we get the annual, the Batman Incorporated annual with Ghostmaker, I'm wondering, are we going to see anything past that, or do they just fade away? Again, it'd be cool to see if they do end up having something to, to go forward with, but I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people were upset when that whole thing, that that's a team that kind of has a little bit of a you know, racial stereotypes and stuff on it. So they end up, uh, we're surprised it came back in the first place. But we're going to go off right now, a little bit of news, and then we'll be back with some more books. The woo news. news. And this is the news. We have one news item, not a real big news week. This is something that a lot of people are excited about. A lot of fans of Tom Taylor, they can't get enough of that. Deceased. They need more deceased. I need more of my heroes being zombies and eating brains, is what I hear them say at the rec center in between shooting threes. But this is it. Deceased 3 is happening, and it looks like that'll wrap up this whole deceased thing. Tom Taylor took to Twitter to announce that deceased 3 was a thing that will be happening sometime in the near future. And his tweet read, quote, this is not just survival. This is more. And I thought about this. I'm like, I wouldn't be very good at survival. I'd be really bad at the more. 
I know that with all this, I would have been infected within a second. I'd probably be arguing with somebody on the Twitters. I get infected, dead. So we'll see, though, with this going. And again, I'm not the biggest deceased fan. I'm a huge Tom Taylor fan. I love his Elseworlds stuff. We're going to be jumping in out of this to go to the Dark Knights of Steel. I'm really enjoying that. That's on my $25 do or die pull list. But overall, though, I'm more of like an Injustice fan. I'm not really a huge deceased fan. I'm not really a Dark Ages fan over at the Marvels at this point. And I think that maybe, and that's another, it's survival there. Not zombies, but so I'm, I don't know that maybe I'm just not into the whole survival horror type deal, the zombies. Maybe because I end up on the Patreon, just a little shout out. Me and Mark Jagger do a Walking Dead comic book reading club. We're at like, I think we're at issue 34, if I'm not mistaken, but we're in there. And the thing is, I never did read The Walking Dead because I'm not that into the zombie and the survival stuff. I'm really enjoying that, though. I, I have to admit, once I started getting into it and the character work and that, oh, my God, it's really good. But maybe it's just that the survival stuff, it's not my genre or whatnot, but I am a Tom Taylor fan, and I know that a lot of people like it. So it's exciting to get something announced like this where people can get excited for that. And obviously, me and Eric will be talking about it on the show, and I hope that I enjoy it because I do want to, th- and I would think that this is going to have to do with Superman. Superman went off. He's hanging, catching rays of the sun, a little bit infected, right? So hopefully this will put an end to that, and then it ends all of it because it says then, yeah, it looks like this will end. The deceased will have kind of a trilogy of numbered deals. We had the other. My favorite thing has been the unkillables throughout all of that because that was more, in my mind, of the Tom Taylor doing his strong character work made me fall in love with the creeper and in the tom taylor book like this especially elseworlds once you start falling in love with a character he will kill them so there's a little tip for everybody i think they already know that but with all that that's pretty much the only news item and even that was kind of at the end of last week i didn't include it last week so thankfully i had something to talk about so i could jump in here do a little news right a little news a little snooze i don't know but we're gonna go right now we're gonna go back to me and Eric talking about books, as I said, we're going to go back and talk a little bit of Tom Taylor's Dark Knights of Steel. Eric, you're America's sweetheart. Red comics. Oh, 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 your life. Jessica, waiting for some commitment. When will you finally make her your wife? Eric, that's not something you will do. Then you'll be all, all, all alone You would sit and play with your star scream Always come and child who's not grown And we're back, Eric. We're back here with a section that's a little bit of an Elseworlds with a continuity that's not quite 
regular, just like that song, Eric, where you have okay. in that song. So that's an Elseworld too. It is because you will make Jessica your bride at some point. But is, also, everything you talked about in there, I'm like, yes, I do like being alone, and I would just like to sit here and play with my toys. But I did say that you had read comics all your life that fit better in that song. So it's not most of your life, read. all your life. Well, there you go. I you say that to me every week, but. We are here to talk one book. It's a book that me and you are pretty hyped up about. But last issue, and it is Dark Knights of Steel, last issue, we ended up having that flashback deal to see that people were okay with the swinging. Right? They were okay with the cuckold and all the stuff going on that people got over the idea that there was some cheating, some stepping out and all that. So we get into Look, this. The thing is, the, the all the kids, they don't know that Bruce is, you know, Martha, and I mean, not Martha, but like uh, Laura L. and Thomas Wayne's kid. Yes. But all the villagers know. Yeah, they, I mean, this is the thing. Everybody in the world seems to know except the most important people who would want to know. And so the big thing would be, how will this end? How will this be, the reaction to it and things like that? As we go forward, when you also ended up having Bruce and Alfred, they ended up finding a piece of kryptonite. And so that was a big deal. That's when Alfred did finally reveal, like, everything's fine. Everybody was good. You don't have to be mad at anybody or whatnot. So we get into this, and we thought that was a little down. The idea, we didn't think that you had to go back necessarily to, you know, go in depth about it. And then it seemed like it was just there to wipe out the bad feelings that me and you were joking about <laughs> through the deal it felt like it was just like that hey you get everybody's making fun of this let's go tell that it's such it a weird okay. idea to see this background that was fine in my mind because of the whole game of thrones type setting that there was like an illegitimate child a bastard son of like you know uh jor-el and stuff like that but what I really wanted to know more of is like, you know, Zala's, you know, Zala Jorel's upbringing with the idea that she was, you know, born a princess after Cal and after Bruce and stuff like that. But then she went off to like Amazonia and was trained to be a warlock. I wanted to know more about her background. You think there's going to be another break in the series where we find out Maybe, her backstory I'd, as well? I'd like to see that as well. And, and I took it as that idea where she was sent off to kind of be that bridge between Themyscira and the elves. You know, not, yeah. not quite marrying her off, but kind of she ends up being the girlfriend of Wonder Woman. So there's the connection. And yet when all the things are said and done and go down, that's severed. And I, I have some questions by the end that I do think that maybe we're not seeing exactly what we are seeing here, that there might be something a little more nefarious in the background. But when we start it off, you do have, Salo shown up and she's at the kingdom. She's there to say goodbye to her dad. Yeah, and that's nice. And she's there and saying, and in a wink, wink, like I had a couple things to do first, <laughs> and now I came. And you're like, oh, is that what you call murdering everybody? All right. So you end up having this where you do have the idea where Calvin says, "Justice will be done, my sister. I promise." And hugs her and things like that. So what is going on here? We'll have to see. But you end up then having an aside. And this kind of pulled me out a little, almost again, like the idea that Tom Taylor is going fan service in a Elseworlds deal because he wants to show, oh, Harley and, and Poison Ivy. It sets up some things. It sets up the idea that there would be 
somewhere where you know you're not going to be able to go through to get well, to the, the kingdom. Idea but of the, knowing that war is looming because Jarrell was killed, and then you know Jefferson's only like heir to his throne son was murdered by like you know they don't, I don't know it's Zali yet, but murdered. But then Jefferson's murdered. But ultimately, I don't even know if they know any of this because they just know that war is coming and they fortify their lands. We're going to get you know poison ivy, the forest spirit of the woods that surround the lands to make sure that nobody's going to be able to penetrate the forest to get there. And I get the idea that they end up saying, oh, you don't like Laura, so we're going to send Harley. But Harley has been treated as kind of a dupe, or a, not a dupe, a joke throughout. And it, it just felt, I understand they're going to be like, well, she'll only talk to her or whatnot and go. But it just felt like it was a little too long a scene for me and the idea of just showing fans, hey, look, in an Elseworlds deal. They're, they're a couple still that they well, still like really, each other. Because Poison Ivy's all in the Harley, but it doesn't seem like Harley's all that in the Poison Ivy. Yeah, this. I think that she just doesn't want to live there with her because no, I, I think agree. that she's there. She just is like, no, no, still I have was. other things to do. And I Harley, the only thing I like with Harley here is the idea where she is like the jester, but she also seems at points, I even said in my review, she's almost the voice of reason at points, which is well, crazy. Well, a lot of times it was the act of the normal jester where the idea of a court jester was a counsel to the like the king and or queen. And it is funny, though, because the idea where it used to be Lex, he got kicked out. Now you got her. And I, I just it just felt forced to just get a, a half an issue with Harley and Poison Ivy where they talk. Hey, will you? defend will you let oh yeah i guess i will okay thanks a lot I, i'll kill an army fight okay back it down there okay I, I like the idea that you just keep going where poison I'm, i'll take over the damn world I for you do i'll do whatever for She's you. Like, all right all right just to all have right. oh my god there's somebody flying above and i wonder think that you were supposed to think that maybe it was zala yeah i do but it is wonder woman she's on a pegasus she gets pulled down and you end up having some trash talk she starts punching and kicking some trees and basically they go back, you know, oh, you forest witch, or would you call that a witch forest, Eric, like your priest witch? But they end up showing pretty, pretty powerful. She is just there to talk to Zala. She says, I'm not here to attack. I'm here to talk to Zala. I want to know. And thankfully, Zala and Jorel do show up because they did hear the Our commercial cow, yeah, with the super yeah. hearing because... Oh, yeah, Cal, but uh, because, you know, Wonder Woman's chucking trees at Pamela Isley. Yeah, yeah, just chucking trees. There's, I mean, war's about we to happen this. here, right? It's almost the War of the Green, Eric, on one side. But no. you, you just have this where, okay, we know that this forest is off limits. Now, in the meantime, they do end up talking, well, that the firing shot did come out of here. I'm looking for the green man. That never, yeah, gets resolved. But you end up having Zala and Cal come in. And you end up having Wonder Woman say, you know, I want to go talk to Zala by herself and says, hey, uh, what's going on? You killed Jefferson's son. What? And she says, what? And I'm st- at first I thought if I murdered a child, I think I'd remember I'm like what a crazy girl here. But I actually think that she didn't. I think I don't think she dupe. did. either. Yeah, I think it's a dupe, especially by what happens at the end, because you end up she's like, I I'd remember murdering a child. I wouldn't do that now. We have to see, and like you said, I do think we'll go back at least to see what those, hey, I had to do a couple things before because she had to have had something go off and not that. So we'll have to see. But she seems on the up and up that she's, you know, and but you, Wonder Woman says my mom is pissed. And but you're like, yeah, because her, like Hippolyta is you know, like kind of pissed. But I obviously going with, you know, the uh, 
the kingdom of like oh, the, the kingdom of storms is that what Jefferson Pierce was, but going with that just because it's a long tradition of what they did. But when you have this situation where you realize that Zala seems like she's on the up and up, like I think I'd remember if I murdered a child. Then I started looking back at the idea of the prophecy, which led Jefferson everything this entire time. The idea they would come from the sky, the idea of the green man and stuff like that, and like the problems that like these godlike powers would come and like reign over man and stuff. I wish I actually had it written down in front of me what the actual prophecy the Constantine gave that is the catalyst for all of this and the mistrust of the elves because of how they came here. But when I started thinking about the idea that Zala didn't know how this works and the idea that Cal would then later on betray Bruce and like stab him with a piece of kryptonite, I started thinking about the idea of falling from the sky, green man. I'm like, this seems like a Martian invasion with the shape-shifting. Now, I think that the problem here is, even if it's that or if it isn't, but I think that Jefferson is fully aware. I think that he wanted, I think that he was in on having his son being killed to make that the prophecy and war come on. I think he just wants to have war. I Because the idea of this, who is the villain here? Because you end up having, oh, well, Jefferson, he's mad. Well, I'm saying this. we're almost at issue six. That might be a weird, but even with that, I think that he'd be aware of them and using them if a that's the case. Because you need one of these kingdoms to possibly be the bad guys. But with Zala almost looking like a murderous, like nobody's that good. Well, when you have this third force, though, it's going to put the other two against each other. You have them wipe each other out. Yeah, I just think that Jefferson is fully aware of all this. He wants this to happen. He ended up having his son killed and is aware that he was going to die Unless- so that... Unless he's he just wants a, to get rid of the elves. I mean, unless I just think be he a wants weird to go. Thing, though. But the thing is, he wants to get rid of the elves because of the prophecy. But I think the prophecy was just believed to be about the elves, but it was actually about something else they didn't yeah, I actually think that the prophecy is a bunch of bullshit, and he's using it to justify everything he does and get people upset at the elves. I think he's just pissed that the world was taken, and he could have been the king of the whole world, but these freaking elves are there that aren't even supposed to be there, and he's pissed. And I, I really do think that he set up his son being killed, as that way to be like, we have to go to war now, and here we go. I think that if there are Martians, I think they're fully in league with him to go over. Because that's the thing, is I, I don't think that Jefferson would have his own, like, you know, only heir killed like that. From everything that we saw of this, he seemed like a man who just wanted to make sure that his people weren't oppressed, and the idea that all of mankind wouldn't fall because of these lousy yeah, aliens showing up because of a magical prophecy. have a reason to go to war. The best reason is they killed my son, and he has an heir. They said his daughter's now going to be it. He seemed to be fine well, with you know is, that. He, he seemed to have like he was okay with that because it seemed like he put Oliver up to the idea of killing Jarrell as well. Yeah, I think that he's doing all of this. I think that he's doing everything to get all this stuff to to try to make it seem like this is a wartime deal. Uh, because I just there's some weird things going on here, and we're gonna have to see what's happening and whatnot. But you know, him going off getting Apollo. Oh my God, you're gonna join with us, right? And I just think that it's gonna be one of those because we don't really have somebody who is the villain. Like you said, if you have a, a third party come in, then that would be a thing. But I do think it's going to be revealed that he's just using that prophecy as a way to justify, like, oh, my God, look. But then that person also killed him. It's weird. Like you said, that's the big thing of that. Or maybe that wasn't real. We haven't really seen much of that kingdom. We'd have to see how it's going. But at the well, end, we just know that Zala came while he was on a ship and ended up murdering him. Yeah. yeah. So, but she seems to not really agree. Obviously she says, I didn't kill a kid. They never really went far. Maybe she did kill Jefferson, but didn't kill his son. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. It's weird. But the idea, I don't think that she, it was her, like you said, maybe it's Martians, but at the end, the whole idea of this, where, Bruce goes to Cal. This is a very quick issue. Uh, it's Bruce such a crazy idea there. because when we have this new predicament come up with the idea that Zala does seem innocent of all the tragic and terrible shit that we saw her do throughout the series so far, 
it opens up this whole new avenue where I start thinking, I'm going back and looking at the prophecy, trying to figure out, oh my God, could it be this? Because the idea of like, you know, we saw this, I was thinking about Martians coming down from the sky as well with the, the prophecy that Constantine told shape-shifting abilities the idea that you know cal here can hold a piece of kryptonite while stabbing bruce i'm like this is a shape-shifter like yeah idea that, so that can't be cal exactly it, the, that's what it the feels kryptonite's like not affecting so, but him. the problem is i am so into this issue but for some reason every issue feels like it lasts like a page and a half of how quick it and is maybe you're right maybe because i wasn't really i'm telling you i wasn't even remembering that jefferson died so that and it didn't feel like i'd have to go back and like if there was a thing like, oh, no, you again, what are you doing? Like, it's almost like a wink, wink. But, yeah, maybe there is a Martian type deal or and and in league with Lex, maybe the Green Man's kind of getting maybe. involved with that stuff as well. Unless we and, have some crazy things show up where the Lex Luthor slash Joker slash Green Lantern Betty that we have can also shapeshift out of nowhere. That would be weird. <laughs> He's also Martian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that was the thing. I was trying to think of things that it could be. And I. Kind of almost did. I didn't even think of Martians. I kind of came about with the idea of magic. Oh, this is going to be some magic stuff. But I do like the idea of Martians. And yeah, maybe the idea that I had because Jefferson does get killed. And he does seem surprised when when Zala comes not like, hey, we're in league together or whatnot. Because he tries to put the full force of his power against her and it does nothing. Yeah, I forgot about. So maybe it would have to. But something's going like, on. Even when he, she kills his son. I mean, I yeah, I even think of the idea, too, of I don't fully trust Constantine uh, going around this. And the, well, that's the, the thing. Is, I don't know if we're allowed to trust Constantine just because of how we know Constantine to be the con man, the constant liar. We don't know anything except for a kid who has prophecies here that is in, you know, Jefferson's court. Yeah. And the idea of obviously Lex, that would be the big deal. But maybe, you know, maybe it is the idea of that thing from the sky is actually not the else it is the martians or something like the white martians so who knows you can play yeah. with anything here i just go with the idea because i'm pretty sure they mentioned the idea of the green man but he just might be a part of it as the green man that we know because like you know the green man is so vague everybody calls this alexa with their joker slash like you know green lantern the green man when i started thinking like is it him or is it something else another green man i don't know yeah, Could be yeah, just he's again. a part of the prophecy as well yeah because that would be the martian so yeah that would work out i actually like or that but a it's lot just better. a martian manhunter is still the solo one who came to earth here the last of his kind or whatever it the is. weird part about this is like you'd have to kind of go with the deal there might and you could have miss martian as well with them who knows because at one point you would think that there's you know you see them two together in the woods are those both martians now or is this the real cal who then goes off but then but because at the end when bruce goes to talk to cal to say hey you know i just wanted you to know i'm i'm your brother like we shouldn't feel bad about daddy or mommy and all this stuff and he has given this deal where it's encased in lead, this whole deal of kryptonite. The armor of lead that they used to put around this kryptonite so the radiation wouldn't hurt Yeah, Bruce. it's kind of cool. And he yeah. ends up where then Cal stabs him with it, but he's holding it. And it's there, and he's not being affected by it. And that's a crazy deal because he should be. And he stabs Bruce with it to kill him. Again, Bruce would be the one who, if you are a shapeshifter or you are some dupe, you're going to be afraid that Batman's going to figure this out. you got to get rid of Batman, especially then with the idea, hey, I'm, I'm Cal's brother. I think they're trying to wipe out the L's now. You're just another L then, really, and boom, you're, you're done. And ends up throwing because them. Even if you want to like look into the idea with that, let's just say that there's a Martian shapeshifter here under that looks like Cal. Martians have very similar powers to Kryptonians. Yeah, they do. If you want to like you know shapeshift and still have those same powars, one Cal stabs him here. He's not affected by the Kryptonite. He then flies Bruce up yeah, into the sky, him, and he and says, "That's another thing." Like uh, I at one point, 
Is this the clay face? Is that no be flies? So but it when, can't when you be, take right? what he says here, even at the outside of context for what you know, it could be with Cal talking about the idea that, you know, I'm also your brother. So the idea that like, oh, there's somebody here who could step in the way. But when you have the idea that it's not Cal saying that this is our world now, ours to rule. He's talking about somebody else outside of that, possibly. So there could be a whole like a, a freaking army of Martians yeah, here there looking to be. take over Earth. Daxamite. There can sir. be no challengers. Yeah, we'll have to see. How this ends Dexamites up being... Daxamites can't shapeshift. Hey, who knows? I, I, I know. The Martians would be the ones that you would think scrolls have shown up. I, it's I, We didn't Derlins. realize this was... It could be Derlins. That'd be a weird play. You might as well just go with the Martians, right? Because <laughs> then you have the big deal. But in this, yeah, he ends up saying, so there are little hints that it's something else. I think that you're getting the play. And I thought that Tom Taylor was pretty clever with this because you have been waiting for the Game of Thrones deal. Oh, my God, the illegitimate son. I'm going to go brother against brother. But this is too sudden and too over the top for Cal, who you end up having Alfred, who says, just tell him he loves you. You guys have been buddies. And then he doesn't get stabbed by this. But flies of the air, throws him to the ground to the point where we have a great cliffhanger here where, you know, Batman Bruce is left for dead here. And who comes across yeah, this people fallen? people don't like this. And I thought it was really cool. I think cool. it's actually so much fun. Just so the fun. idea of a half Kryptonian Batman of this world who was found by the Ma and Pa Kent who take him in there. I'm like, all right, you know what? I kind of like, like that. that. That's fine. I, I don't know what people hated it. I ended up thinking of myself where the Kents are like sitting there this whole time like, Feels like we should have been doing something Just right the now. Else world where you have a Bruce Wayne who's Kryptonian who falls from the sky and the Kents take him in. And and where I like this is that idea where you've gone past the you know hey the Els hit Superman whatever and so you didn't think like when you're thinking of the mom pa Kent that would have been the first issue. I wonder how they would oh they don't get involved because Jarrell and Laura come all right that's cool but then this many issues in all of a sudden oh my god they do have a part and they do end up getting. This guy who crashed down and it's it's the Batman with the, you know, the L stuff. I thought that was really cool. The weirdest part of this whole issue in my mind, though, is when Pa Kent then pulls the kryptonite shard out of Bruce's chest. And it looks like green lightning flashing out. Like, it looks like this whole big magical lightning storm coming. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Is that an artistic choice to showing me, like, you know... How it's affecting? I like I, when I the heat vision goes off, though. That's pretty cool. And he, uh, you know, his powers kind of go wonky and whatever. I maybe that's to show you something there, like because kryptonite. But we don't know. That's the the fun stuff about this. But then the stuff that does get a little frustrating in all the Elseworlds, you don't know what you're playing with. And like you said, that's something that might be important, but not. I don't know. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool deal. Also showing, you know, the powers kind of activate fully. So maybe that will. You know, you'll have, remember the idea that Batman couldn't fly and Cal told him, it's because you're not trying enough. Well, we might have him flying around and practice and doing stuff at the farms. Uh, but yeah, the idea where I think that Tom Taylor does a really good job in this is because when Quinzala says, what? Kill a kid. It, it's such a cool thing I think thing I to remember say. that. It's such a cool thing to think. Are you that evil? Are you that psychotic? Are you that psychotic? But then when that happens at the end, where then you're like, are these two kids, what are they, the children of the corn? Look at these kids. They're both, you know, exorcists. But it makes sense if they're not them that were doing the bad things before and now doing it here. That's a cool play. A cool play of like, okay, when it's revealed, if it is the case where they're do- Oh, my God, that's why. And, yeah, I want to I wanna see how it goes forward and how something goes. And like you said, not even thinking about it, and I'm telling you, because it seemed like we hadn't talked about the, well, actually, you know why? It's because we had that side issue with the flashback. But the idea 
where Jefferson is dead and his daughter, whatever, that does kind of make that Kingdom of the Storms kind of a little lesser. So you might need another big villain to step in to well, have this. Big they can fight. handle themselves, can't they? Yeah, I'm saying they're you know just being young and and doing this and they still all of a sudden it's worse stuff like that. But they do. But I'm saying I don't know that they could defeat. Else, so maybe you need I think that you do need something else now that I really think about all that's been going on. So I'm with you. I think that it might be like a Martian Manhunter thing or just a Martian thing, a shape yeah, because it, thing. It, he's led there's by a John Johns, it, so yeah, but, you know, but having a bunch of Martians and things like that that are waiting to come down and maybe They're like already you said, here, Jim. you know, this is our world now. So that that is pretty cool. Like you said, I mean, that almost seems like sleeper agent Martians all over the place. Exactly. Holy crap. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool idea. I'm going with it with you. You got me back because right. when I was reading this again the second time, I was a little bit down on what I gave it, but I'm going to go back and maybe even go up a little. You inspired me. Oh, I was all, I'm telling you, I was so upset by the end of this just because it felt like I just started the issue. I was so excited with this chain turn of events here. I'm like, oh man, this that's not her. This is a whole new area that we can explore. And the idea that who aren't we playing with so far that's in the main DCU, Martian men are shape-shifting, same powers as a Kryptonian for the most part, even more powers. How far are they embedded themselves? Is it just Martian men? I started having all these things and I felt like I turned the page and it was over already. Okay, there's the Ken sets one, but I need more story right now. I got to wait another month. And think about this too, the idea, if it, if I'm just I'm completely going that you're right, Eric. I'm not even going to step back from that. Like there's mind reading. God. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a lot of, and so I do think that if it's that, we're going to see something a little before, maybe next issue where you know that the trope there's going to be some fire or something. Ah, he's going to jump away. But oh my god, you were <laughs> right, Eric. Oh my goodness. Though, and most people would, but that's the play here. If it is impersonating Cal, normal people would jump away from fire because they get, but not Cal. But not a Kryptonian. No, not a Kryptonian. So, yeah, I, I want to see what's I like the art in this a lot. I like this plot turn yeah, around, especially too. if it turns out to be that, because everybody oh, is my. losing their mind with the idea of this Supergirl being as evil as she is. It makes sense for it not to be her. And we also have a new character who's still good that we can explore more in this Ellis world who's not tainted by killing kids. But I had a lot of fun with this 8 out of 10. Yeah, and wouldn't it be cool where you do have this uh, Supergirl where people, oh my god, that's the worst, the worst. She actually gets to redeem herself, not only from it just not being her, but then gets to take down the person who was impersonated. It's great. You get to double Tell redeem you, so yourself. Far, the worst part about this entire story so higher. far is the Lex Luthor slash Joker yeah, slash Green Lantern. is goofy. Uh, I'm 8-5. I actually was 8-3 on the site. I'm going up 8-5. You inspire me because your story. I My whole thing was, okay, I see it's a dupe. This doesn't seem right. No, so I was trying to kind of make it make sense of my – but I never had a real deal just saying – it's a dupe. I don't well, think that's the this thing is, is them, I, so. I wish I would have written it down and had been actually prepared for the show because I did go back and check things out after I read this issue for the actual prophecy that Constantine lays out in the first issue of the series. So if you can go back and check that out to see how it all lines up, because in my mind, another alien invasion is like they're afraid of the elves because it's essentially an alien invasion. This is going to destroy them. And it could be something another alien that does it. They jump the gun. They're afraid and they jump the gun on, on a family that's pretty good because they just are awful. You know, no alien. Not but realizing, everybody's afraid of the prophecy. Yeah, not realizing that it's the next deal. And what I like about that, and even with this in here with, you know, the stuff that you remembered with the prophecy, but prophecies in general, you are playing with the idea that you can twist and turn. And, you know, I could read a quat train, Eric, and think it means this, but you think it means that. And it would both work. So it, it is something that is easy to get upset. And 
And the problem I think Jefferson had then is the idea of just his hate and anger directed completely at the elves. He can't see the, the forest for the trees, Eric. He's just centered on them and didn't think that it might be something bigger. I, I like that idea. I like it a lot. And it gets the Zala because I want to like this Zala. <laughs> and she's just a, a child murderer. Nah, no more. And and again, if it's not a dupe, Unless she's, she's also just psychotic. ultimately psychotic. Yeah, she's psychotic. And that, that felt too over the top to be now like, she's oh, my God. Ellis Road yeah, Supergirl. look at her. Oh, my goodness. She doesn't know gracious. what she's doing on the other side. But again, word's going to get out. and She's going to be on the run. Like, there's some cool things. There's some really cool things going on. So I do like that. Even just that side deal with Wonder Woman there and saying, let's, you know, pinky swear. Or let's not go with our families at the end if they do go to war. And let's I thought tongue that, that kiss was cool. promise. Yeah, let's, let's make out French style. So I style. promise things. Give me your tongue, baby. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So eight five. But with that, we're gonna go off now to some mail. And it is time for the mail, Eric. And if you want to get involved in the mail, like a bunch of people tonight, all you have to do is email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and you become the star of the show. That'll also be in the show notes if you don't remember what it is. The first mail is from Chisanga. I did too. Chisanga <laughs> says, Sup, get fresh crew. Sup, Chisanga. Dropping an email to give you my thoughts on Teen Titans Academy and just break down what led to that cancellation. I Red don't need X. to. I'll do the breakdown. It stunk. You stink, is what they say. Number one, Tim Sheridan. When I looked him up in comics, he only seems to have helped write the scripts and the story of Superman Man of Tomorrow and well, Batman an The Long Halloween. Yes, he is. I don't know how that convinced DC to let him control the Titans, but for minute one in the future state, his writing and characterization left too much to be desired which makes it more baffling that he apparently wanted three books to focus on the teachers, the senior Teen Titans, and the recruits, but the story was bare bones, Eric. That's what he says. I, I don't agree. know what he wanted. He also ends up, I believe, that he writes right now that uh, new He-Man, one that came out of that yes, revelation steal. Yeah. yeah, so he does have something else going on right now, and that actually is selling Not pretty comics. well. Yeah, yeah. Number two. Uh, poor structure within the first, he says. So there you go. There's poor structure in the books. Number three, characters. When it comes to the Titan teachers, I personally uh, headcanon them to be in their mid-late 20s. So they should be millennials. He's going with real time deal. But why does it feel like uh, they want to treat them like middle-aged people who are out of touch here? I don't Again, know how old anybody is anymore for like our timeline of events, but... Uh, it, it's like because constantly I feel like Nightwing is like 23 years old at times, even though he should be a lot That's older. True. Now, with that, I think Tim Sheridan also writes the comic to that uh, He-Man when I said that. Not Didn't just realize a TV it was a comic. Show. Yeah, there was a comic as well. Uh, with this, though, this is the thing. You can have that sliding timeline, things like that, where we try to figure out where, you know, oh, is, is Dick Grayson how old? I, I look at him as like 25, 26 maybe now. But like you said. Sometimes it goes a little younger, but what I will never do, I will never put them in a generation because of the idea of that kind of feels weird because you'll end up like 
was he uh you know generation x at one point but now because of the timeline and things he's a millennial i don't look at it like that just imagine that at way. one point you know he was 12 years old at like 1940 that's what i'm saying i mean yeah he's a baby boomer he's also de- like he's everything he's so the I, greatest generation I, I know that you go with the timing and things like that but i wouldn't then take that as okay a millennial's that old now or generation y i i wouldn't go that route i would like to think that everybody in the dcu they're just you know nice people i don't they're know timeless, why Jim. yeah i don't know why i said nice people yeah, the likes nice of people they're nice people they're like the millennials <laughs> you know those millennials that's what it seemed like oh you I'm I'm, a millennial i'm shaking my fist i thought you were like generation y or something you're like that they, remember the they shift thing. though all the time uh now millennials a little different there eric uh because I think that's the problem. Because you're they X, keep, and the next they is They keep y. shifting things, and then millennials are after that, I believe. Because he's even saying the late 20s, I think that starts in like the 2000s. I don't know. I don't know what these generations are. Eric, you'll have to look. The likes of Don and Cyborg were just felt like she was just there. Gar was comic relief. At least he wasn't exactly over-the-top sexualized as always. Agreed. Raven was just there to be a substitute for Lilith with her vision crap. But the worst were Dick and Starfire, typically to how Bat Family characters are treated. He comes across as Batman Jr. keeps on getting his ass kicked and bamboozled by Gen Red X. Y and Millennials are the same thing. Okay, I didn't think they were. Are you that, though? Is that, yes. Does it go back that far? I didn't think right it now, did. As far as it's concerned, it's like they are currently between the ages of 25 and 40. Okay, that's weird. Then. And my God, I honestly wish that they would either give Corey a new love interest or make Dick and Barbara polyamorous because i'm fed up of dc making a bitter ex to fawn and sigh over her relationship with dick so i don't know it's such do. a weird thing though because we had the situation where he's sleeping with starfire right away in teen titans academy but also in the nightwing book he's like looks like he's all the what all the time with barbara gordon in a relationship yeah yeah uh so yeah it's weird but i do think that tom taylor's setting up a wedding uh, coming up with Barbara and Dick Grayson. Well, we so had sick. one. Jim yeah, and we did. We didn't have that. They don't seem to remember that stuff or any of that. But then we get the recruits and we're so underdeveloped that the combo of not being given reasons to care for them and being numb to Titans being unceremoniously killed off for Shock Valley left me not caring and even forgetting that four kids died. And yeah, some kids died there. Where's Zara? Sure Is she killing them? Number four and lastly, Red X, uh, on the opinion that the if you have a canon foreigner that is popular in a film show or video game, it's best to bring them into the main comic book universe as soon as possible. The la- I, I kind of think that they should stay where they stay. But the last well, successful made a jump. Yeah, the last successful characters to transition to main comics, he says, is Diggle was successful. He kind of came and yeah, went. In my he came mind. and went yeah, really. He really fast. didn't do much. Uh, the boy is a villain who put the bat god to shame. Seem to have a tool to counter everything. Outplayed Amanda Waller. I don't know. He's, I think he's saying Red X is, okay. it was too overpowered. Agreed. Uh, outplayed Amanda Waller and his boxer, strong enough to kick Nightwing, Donna and Starfire with one kick. That's the thing. We don't know which was which and when the other one was I, I coming just about. I say though, from the way the costume was, it always looked like Brick's costume. Like the size and costume shape never really changed, felt like it changed. I think that if they changed it, that then it would be a tell, so they fudged it. I think that that's the play. I bet you if you talked to, oh, how could you do that? Oh, that was the other one. But what, what? It wasn't the costume. It wasn't big enough. Oh, well, you just didn't see the angle right. I'm telling you, that's what they'd have to do. 
there, there's He's no got way. Transformer mass shifting technology. Yeah, it says the irony is spouting that his classmates are weapons when he's literally being used by another guy. And but the it's reveal, okay because Nightwing is his daddy. Yeah, the mind. reveal felt hollow to the bum because surprise, surprise, it was the only student who was implicated in the first issue to being him. And they even played with that. He was making fun. And yet he is somehow so stupid. Like he, he says that he thinks Brick's like 17. Do you think he's that old? I, I don't know. Kids around those age all look the same. Yeah, age. I think that he was like 14 or 15, but, uh, and can't do the math that Dick's too young to be his father. And the original Red X couldn't be bothered to lie about it when confronted. That was the idea when we had the stuff with Wally and he wanted his kids back. Yet Wally seemed that in this continuity, he seemed to be like 23 or 24 at that but he point. Knew so they, it was they weird. were real, Jim. Yeah, but he saw him in hyper time, is what happened. And then he was fine with it until Tom King got his hands on him. Like, how did he convince him? Did he produce photos or DNA tests? Because now he comes off looking like he would have accepted it as gospel. God, I hope he dies. I, I think that the play, without knowing a lot about Brick, and that's the problem, if we ended up knowing more about the characters, I think the play would have been that he is just desperate to have a father. I think it's like an Eric show. That well, he was in and out of the foster system. That's and what I mean. Te- terrorize the child and think that he was left there by a so-called hero. I can see it being a motivation, but it was just out of a nowhere motivation that it, it felt. Or the, the motivation completely. could have been that, you know, oh, it's also that he didn't know and now he could have a fight. It, 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 it fell flat because we didn't know anything about it and just got thrown out there. God, I hope he dies on the way to the hospital and the original one just gets killed off panel by Slade on well, his I way to Rick the died shadow. In the last issue right there. Yeah, <laughs> they they load him up and I think that they already put the, the blanket on his toe. Yeah, really. I, I think that he might be gone. Sheridan should never be allowed to write for DC ever again. So I, I concur. But he is coming in with the new Batman Flashpoint or Batman Flashpoint Beyond. He is writing it after Jeff Johns uh, writes the first issue. Yep, him and Andy Schmidt are going back and forth. It is Andy, Andy Schmidt Sh- on that. Jeremy, Jeremy Adams. I get them mixed up now that we were talking about the crime syndicate. It's Jeremy Adams on the Flash deal and him and Tim Sheridan jumping back and forth. But no. Tim Sheridan's terrible. He's Is it back hat. and forth up there running together? I don't know. I just, oh, okay. I'm saying they're doing it with them and, uh, who knows how it'll set up. I, that really kind of took all the, you know, wind out of the sails for me for that, uh, book, but we'll see how it works out. But the next mail is Red, who says, Hello, weird science. Hello, weird science. It's me again. Before I start my ramblings, I just want to say I like having the news being part of the podcast. Oh nice. my goodness, there. With Dark, not a lot of news this week, by the way. With Dark Crisis approaching us soon, it has me looking at every book very carefully. When the Spectre left with the glaive with a Clipso in it, claiming he was sent by the presence, it gave me pause, Eric. I had a little pause at the end of a book we're going to be talking about later, but I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with the presence and everything to do with the Dark Army and Dark Crisis because both of them are on the team. I was wondering, do you guys think that the so-called death of the Justice League is actually Pariah doing to the rest of the league what he did to Barry at the end of Infinite Frontier. And he's saying, get stuck, I think. Agreed. They make their own little, like, you know, Earth, you know, Batman 1 or something along those lines, just like Barry and stuff. Yeah, I think that he is... It's a possibility. Yeah, they're missing. Especially since, you know, death of the Justice League is going to be the prelude leading into the Dark Crisis, so it does make sense. And it does make sense. And I said at one point, you Wait, end up death, death of the Justice League. <laughs> death at the big headline. And then everything after that, every press release or interview, they never mentioned death again. It was always with the Justice League gone for now or with everybody thinking the Justice League is gone. So I think they were even going where 
we can't keep saying this if it's not that people get mad so they're playing a little coy with it if we're gonna use pariah like i don't know how pariah works specifically with the great darkness at this point in time but like even in this issue this final issue of uh of justice incarnate which we'll be getting to exactly in the next section but with the idea of uh dark side being the left hand of the great darkness right there and maybe the Omega effect goes out, the Omega sanction goes out, and a tree, like, you think it's an Omega beam, hits the entire Justice League, they're all turned to ash, stuff like that, and it just transports them to, like, a new pariah freaking Earth for them also, where they can just hang and tight And maybe they are in there. that pariah Black Mercy type deal with that, or maybe they do it individually with everybody, but yeah, I think that they are. It's just one of those problems with, with Dark Side's Omega beams, though, it hits you, it's like, well, it's a toss-up, what happens? He may be dead, he may be back in time, maybe he's in a pariah world all his own. Yeah, I forget which Final Fantasy there was a Final Fantasy that you ended up having one of the attacks. It was almost like a, a slot machine. Uh-huh. And so each time you did yeah, it, it, seven. Could, it could have like like five different things or whatever. And that was kind of cool. I'm going to digress a little, but is it just me that DC trying to give uh, their more morally complicated villains dashing makeovers? Lex Luthor, Black Mana, uh, and also of course, the demon at himself. <laughs> Sexy, Sexy ass Al Ghul. I'm telling you, I sat there this week. And thought about race just Island sitting Time back. is working for him. Island Time, where he's just got that trick. He's like, yep, takes it. He's got his Mai Tai, oh his beards all bit, like his hair's full, like, you know, just on. He is Captain Ron on that he island, is. how cool that and is sexy he is. Coolest, coolest race uncle we've ever gotten. Just the relax, like, almost like at that one moment. He took like, hey, listen, I'm not going to worry about burning the world down and restarting. I'm just having myself a drink and watching my grandson. I lost all my money, all my organizations and leagues. You know what? It's time for me to be the dude. Damn, really? He was like the dad. I like the idea, though. He's like, man, how come I lost everything? And so did Lex, but he's back going. I guess he's more evil than me. But I was wondering what you guys thought about Lady Shiva. Leading the birds of prey. And this is a story that's coming up in urban legends. And unfortunately, in my mind, I don't take that as serious, maybe as I should. The idea, oh, well, yeah, that's just an urban legend. It's one of those things in urban legends. It's like, it's not something that we're going to be constantly going back to, but it is canon that we know is is. going on. Oh, I know it is. It just ends up where when we ended up getting this, and I was talking to you about it when we got the mail, and I said, what is that? We had to like, oh, oh, yeah, that's the urban legends thing that we don't think of that right away. And I'll, you know, tell Red and everybody else. Last night after the Thank God It's Friday, me and you actually had a almost like a conference deal of we're gonna keep talking about this urban legends well, book. Urban and unfortunately, it's hard right now. It's it just is like hard. You have four stories in each one to varying degrees of satisfaction by the end of how you're gonna enjoy them. But like some are glassing six, six issues, some like three, some two at this point. And it's like, is it worth it to continue on when we hate every one for how long it takes us to do it? But then you have big stories that come out like Kid Eternity is not a huge thing going on in Gotham. This weird Batman's a ton of side story. Maybe people like it. I feel it actually hurts the relationship. It'll probably be fine by the end, but overall, I can barely think about what happens in that book. Like the Ace of the Bad Hound, just ugh, like that, just animal cruelty left and right. Like, I don't want to read about that. But then you have big things that come up, like a Birds of Prey. I want to know and the that's status quo of that. That's the thing, and and that book, Urban Legends, is one of those where we haven't had that killer issue yet for me and you. That me and you both like well, that first all the issue stories. Was great. Yeah, uh, but even then. 
I can't remember the side other ones. They, it, I think then we liked the obviously the Red the Hood, Griffin, and, the and we liked the Hood, Griffin, I know. But there were two other stories. I can't remember I what they say, were. Then. I don't. I can't see what they are, but I want to say that they were fine. Yeah, I did, but it was never. I don't think I ever went above like an eight with that because it was that idea. It's it's a pricey book, and for me, I have to like every story. But the problem is, what happens when you don't like any of them, or even when like the Kid Eternity, the Eternity story, is the one that That's we're one that most interested. Mind. And that's still like a seven. Like, where do you draw this line of this book isn't for us? But the like the White Witch is, backstory and clonage is not doing yeah, it for no, me. No, it's not. And so we end up ending that Eternity story the next issue and that White Witch stuff. But we're going on with the two stories we really don't like. So we were talking about this. And the funny thing is, now that I'm saying this, I remember when we got done the Red Hood deal and we got done the Grifter. They ended after six issues. And at one point, we were getting a span of like a lot of one and two shots. And I said, you know what this book needs? It needs some more of these six issues. The problem is I wasn't thinking if they sucked. And now we're <laughs> stuck with this ace, the bat hound, and the satana thing that it's just not for us. Like we're it wasn't really for you. The one it. issue that I really did enjoy that wasn't for you was all that future Batman stuff yeah, that I we didn't got. Because like at least that at was fun at least doing different Batman stuff throughout time. But like, I don't know, just all these different stories. Like that was a one and done. I was okay with it. And they all worked for me in the end, even though I'm not a fan of DC 1 million Batman. But it's just going forward like, okay, Birds of Grey. Maybe I can like anchor myself to that one and say, this is going to be worth it. And the problem is, is the way we play things is the idea. Because I said, we're going to talk about the Birds of Prey deal we want to see. And we don't want to just talk about that one part of that whole issue. If we're going to do one part, we're talking about all the stories in it. So we're like, eh, I guess we're in. They, they seem to have their hooks into us with just having something always pop up. It just doesn't up. feel like this series can last much no, longer, it, really. No, and it doesn't feel like anybody's that hyped up about these things either. I don't hear many people like, oh, my God. When I see people with these pull lists and stuff, less and less that book is on it. Um, But – going forward like you said birds of prey and we even said earlier like there is a place for it but you want a chaos story in no. the like if that's like a, a six like, eight, like it what? might be okay but you still, might like, end up having a batman ink so that would be cool that would be a place that it would do well in that that if you want to continue that whole deal with batman ink but is that going to be something that we need you know to get you know, like oh i gotta read that but that Birds of Prey is about what we would need to really yes. keep going. So, yeah. Is. Like Shiva doing that, like there was a build up between Shiva and Katana leading out of the last, you know, was it the last freaking uh, story that we had in Batman Urban Legends, The Outsiders, but her going over to the Birds of Prey, I want to know how that works out. And yeah, like, we want to see. So I am interested in that just because I think Shiva's a cool ass character, especially with the stuff that we saw at the end of Robin with the idea that there's another tournament for Connor oh, Hawk. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. is that playing into that? Because yeah. I'm interested. And we're talking about Birds of Prey. He is a hook. Yeah, he is. And, and if people are there, they, there has been guys on the team before. Uh, so yeah, oh, Black you can Condor. have that. Actually, no, that was just Condor, wasn't it? Black Condor is from, uh, let Freedom Fighters. Let me tell you. It was terrible. It was terrible. Condor, Condor, Condor had no reason. That new Birds oh of Prey God. was rough. They just kept trying to make like love interest idea. Oh, Condor was the worst. Condor loves Black Canary. Yeah. And then I, if I remember right but at I the end, Kurt Lance. he, he kind of turned on he's them. He's dead. And, but is he? Yeah, really, though. That was the whole deal. It was so overwhelming. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, but he says she believed in the Birds of Prey and becoming the Jake Canary again, like she was back in Birds of Prey after one year later back in the day. He's looking for that. I know Miracle Molly's supposed to be in the book as well. Good we'll for see her. about got that. Got out of Blackgate yeah. early, I guess. Yeah, she got out. The good behavior. I'll be interested to see if after the Dark Crisis, we're going to have that DC timeline that Dan DeDio was trying to do, except it's not going to be as drastic. Seems like we already have it. I mean, a lot of it seems to be 
you know, kind of cannibalized from the stuff that Dan Dio was doing. And that's what it's gets not me. the linear 5G verse, like, you know, what we had from that generation shadow was the linear verse or whatever it was, but that's what seemed to be Dan Dio wanted. But everything else 5G, we have essentially gotten. But even that, like the idea of Owen Mercer Flash, that Wonder Woman was the first hit, but we already had that in the Wonder Woman, that anniversary deal and the stuff with Flash. So we'll have to see. But yeah, it kind of seems like they're doing a lot from the Dan Dio stuff. They end up firing the guy. And then they just kind of like, hey, let, let's do this. I think that they ended up where they had to get rid of the, you know, the current regime at that point, but really didn't have any game to say what they were doing next. So they had some problems. But that's why I'm excited for Dark Crisis. I think that now we've had time to figure something. Hopefully it's something. I mean, we're starting to see signs of it already. Lady Shiva being the Jay Carey saying already. Martian Manhunter stuff in action comics and the recent solicitations in World's Finest book that is supposed to take place when Dick Grayson is a teenager. Supergirl is teaming up with him. That's a book that I, I don't know right now exactly where that lies and stuff like that. That Superman Batman. But the idea, too, is that everything matters. So, you know, all this stuff should or might come up, which is something I wanted for a long time to streamline Supergirl. While there were hints of it in Tom King's uh, Supergirl maxi mini series that was like a midi. Comet showed already, knowing her, I need something more concrete. I know that Eric does not trust Tom King with any continuity. Not at all. Uh, question. So they can combine the history of Kara and have her resurrect after her original death. So now you can have all the adventures in continuity. You can also have the other supergirls who came after. Matrix, CRL, maybe even the superwomen. Lana Lang and so Lois Lane, cool. right? Eric, you, you like them? The superwomen no, exist? Really. Lana Lang was okay, but the thing is... It never made sense when you continued on with the like the electric powers of Lana Lang just because the origin didn't make sense yeah, remember in that? the combined DCU slash rebirth continuity because she got her powers from like, a dying Superman that was then taken out of continuity. Yep, yeah. Exists especially the Peter David Linda Danvers version. That's the one that I grew up with yeah. and love. Anyway, thanks for indulging me. Thanks for everything you guys do. I really enjoy it. Jim, keep up the good work on Instagram. I've been trying to comment as much as possible. Hopefully, I'm not too annoying. He hasn't commented recently. I'm getting upset. He's going to start commenting, Warren. Uh, P.S. I'm going to be happy that Fables is back starting in May. That's what he. That's what Eric tells Jess every time he goes to the bar, right? Fables? Yeah, and you're like, hey, baby, I'll that's be back. That's what I call with, lies. Uh, well, I thought you were being fancy. <laughs> I don't know. And I hope that I'm means always honest. the old issues are coming to the DC, except with yourself, Eric. Except with yourself. Oh, my God. I tried to hit that, and it almost ended up something else. Like they did with Sweet Tooth. He wants them on the app, the Fables stuff. You looking forward to that, Eric? No, I've never been a huge Fables guy. Yeah. Like they did with Sweet Tooth when The Return came out and Why the Last Man. I'm also looking forward to the new Blood Syndicate duo. So there's the milestone stuff. Eric, I figured I'd put that out there because Jim didn't mention in the solicitations. For some reason, he knows. I'm just teasing. I know you guys only cover what you cover. Keep up the good work. The minute that I talk about that, then people start saying, why aren't we doing it? There's already enough books, and that's its own thing. I the just thing want is the milestone stuff to be incorporated in the rest of the DC, because I want everybody to play together. Well, that was the thing. You you wanted that, but that would mean, if that happened, we probably would talk about yeah. them, or at least start them if we, if we liked them. But them being their own separate thing, that's for something else and somebody else to read and review. Eric, there was something I thought this week. That I was actually thinking a lot about the milestone stuff, and I actually thought, "Oh, this is another reason why they did." And I, I don't remember what it was, but it really seemed right. like like I was half asleep, 
And it really clicked. Like, I get it now. I cracked the code. I cracked the Denny Cowan's COVID. I can't remember the next one's Luis. Luis says, hello, Jim and Eric, the best inmates of all of Bell Reb to get That's fresh right. crew. <laughs> I think yeah, Eric's in Blackgate. Oh. It's time for the question of the week. Bell Rev ends up actually tying in. Well, it looks like Amanda Waller had too many White Castle burgers. What does that mean? She's having some good time and she's going no, to be out the for shits. the day. Yeah, that means she's in the bathroom the whole day. That's not a good time. But there's an important mission that needs to be completed today. So you get to take over the Suicide Squad. Pick your team of five. It can be any criminal you want, Eric. Go. It's such a weird idea. Like, you got to pick a Suicide Squad. But also, if I'm going to pick a Suicide Squad, I'd also like to know what the mission is so I can pick the best crew oh. that will accomplish that plan. But So you're but, throwing shade at Luis. I yes, see. Okay. I need more background. I need more oh information if I'm going to be a proper authority figure in Bell Red to pick a team of this kind of import. But if I had to just pick a random characters that I'd want to see on a team wrecking shit and like, you know, having a good time, I'd want to have Deadshot in there as my team leader just because I mm-hmm. really enjoy Floyd Lawton on that team. You know, he may be, maybe he deserves to be like, you know, resurrected and left alone to have a family life and just be with Zoe. And it's like, you know, put the guns down, but I want him on the team. Livewire, I think would be another cool one just because we never see her do anything. Black Man, I thought was really cool when he was on the team because while Floyd can be the guns of the situation, I want like Black Man to be the hand to hand while also shooting massive head eyeball, like uh, bolts at people. Also, I was thinking about this too with the idea of the turtle. You never see the turtle do anything anymore ever since he was a little cloned baby on a freaking gorilla crod channeling the still force, but his ass waddling behind, keeping everybody like at the point where we have to stop running so he can get there to sort of, like absorb the entropy and life force from people. I'm like, that could be cool. And also as air support, I think I'd bring in the Wonder Woman villain, Silver Swan. Okay. So that's yours. That yes. is yours there. Okay. I'm going to think of mine now. I, I actually, uh, I'm going to have, and like you said, it does depend on the mission, but I think I'm going to go uh, Zod first. I'm going to have, you know, Zod, right? Good old General Zod. Okay. General Zod. Dark side. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to have Doomsday. Superboy Prime. I don't know and why you don't I'm ever do have this right. Calendar Man, Eric, because somebody has to keep their you know calendar going. There you go. I win. Eric. I'm sitting here thinking of the idea of like who are the most powerful things, and I'm like, okay, Superboy Prime, Doomsday, Darkseid. I don't I just know. Don't I think you can control them because how are you getting a brain bomb into a lot of those? I'm telling you that that doesn't say anything. I just have my team. I send them out. Just destroy everything, people. I end up figuring out something, Eric. But yeah, I'm never good at these things anyway. So that's more just of your pick thing what you think like. Well, I did. I picked. I want to win. I'm going to cheat. I'm Bill Belichick. Just imagine if you saw that in the story. Yeah, this really, is a one out of ten. Like, holy crap! We ended up where we thought that the deal with the uh, War for Earth three that was a great team. Holy moly! Well, we kind of get what I said at the end of this Justice League Incarnate. So hey, somebody's coming up with a way. To control them but the last mail and he says, thank Waller. you no it isn't thank you and see you in 70 says on the last hey, mail but that's that everybody we're going to go back we have two more books justice league section including ooh-wee. almost the end of the justice league uh brian michael bendis style so we'll get into those all right about now well he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair Blows kisses to himself and he really thinks that tear is terrible that's just every shake Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just every shape. 
That is just Eric Shea, and we're here with this Justice League section, and we have, you know, a really big book leading into the death of the Justice League and also the Dark Crisis, and then we have the book that tried to kill the Justice League now for over a year, I believe. You're leading to the death of the Justice League. Yeah, I mean, really. It's so funny, the idea that you have Bendis show up and the next step is just to kill them all off. I mean, makes sense to me. Burn the shit down. down. I I mean, burn it down because, yeah, I ended up where we haven't seen Young Justice again. Exactly. Oh, my. Maybe they're dead as well. Though we get Naomi, but still, Eric. And Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, I know. I I was wondering, are we still going to talk about them? I guess Uh, we are. Gold Lantern, Great Darkness stuff. It feels like it might fit in, but it probably won't. I love this idea with Naomi when we get to the Justice League book because it almost feels like he just keeps trying to make the play of, listen, I know that we haven't had season two, which comes out next week. But the idea, I can't make it seem like she's been doing that much because when season two comes, then you're going to see the stuff. And I just, it's its now beyond being a joke. It was a joke at one point. Now I'm just like, really? I sent you a picture of it. I'm like, oh, she's new. Is she? Oh, my goodness. It, I guess it's all relative. It really is. She's like, I'm newer on the team than Batman. So she'll go with it. It's but- weird because I did see a thing. I don't know if it was like a tick, uh, uh, YouTube, somebody reading comments or something else or along these lines. But the idea is whatever I saw and or like heard was the idea that somebody knew somebody at their job that worked there for like four years and whenever had a problem, they always told the person that they were new. Yeah. Oh, you're the new, though. That's the opposite day. way. Like, oh, go to hell. Uh, but we're going to start with what we said, the big book, the big thing with this Just League Incarnate. And we ended up liking the first part of this, which was the Infinite Frontier. And we're going through, we're having fun. And then it ends with this, oh, man, like it didn't really have an ending. It's just setting up. the ne- That's what all this is. And I, I'm trying to kind of, I'm trying to get that through my head, but it always ends up upsetting me where you go through now five issues and it's just a prelude to what comes next. That's fine. And what I want to point out, a lot of people are still complaining and they're, they're bitching and moaning. The idea that, oh, man, and me and you have talked about it. We like this as well. So I, I'm not really throwing shade. What I'm saying is a lot of people are saying, I wish that this dark crisis, I wish we had something where there were hints and little things with it. They're kind of doing it in a condensed way with these miniseries. It, it's not going to play out as well as say, oh, my God, you had two years and you had little hints and little things. They they didn't have that time and space because of how things went, this new regime. So I do think that if you look at these as Oh, these are the little hints and stuff. They just happen to be miniseries. These are the big hints. Yeah, I mean, you end up, like I said, you can't, you don't have the time and you didn't have the space or a plan at the point to give real hints for three years or whatever. So you're getting it now. And I still don't feel like everybody is is on board with this being this big thing. Even with the death of the Just League, I thought, oh, that means people are going to go back and read this. Most people just, oh, oh, tune into the death of the Just League, even if they do that in the Slack. There were a bunch of people who just said they're not reading this. They're not going to read any of these things because they just don't like Joshua Williamson. And I keep telling them it's it's bigger than that. You have to, you know, you even say there's things that you might not love. You even just said it. If you were fully down with the idea that the Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, if that led to something big, you are going to read it yeah. because you want to be there to know. I hate the Bendis' version of the Legion of Superheroes, and I also hate Bendis' version of the Justice League. You get them both there, and the whole idea that it all comes down to Naomi and Gold Lantern, just Bendis' things, it's probably all it's going to be. But because they told me the Great Darkness is involved, and knowing this is the Great Darkness is going to be a part of Dark Crisis, I'm like, 
maybe there's a connection. Maybe maybe it'll be important. It's not yeah, be. no, it's not going to be. It's not going to be anything with it. But that's what I'm saying, though. You definitely, you will read a shitty thing just to get that whatever information it's supposed to give. Now, again, I hate to say that that's what this book is or what Infinite Frontier, because this is Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver. Who's going to go forward with this? They are writing it. So, you, but I end up. It's it's again. It's the Williamson deal. Is it a curse? The idea that things always seem to end with this idea of like, okay, well, you had to fudge that a little. But by the end of this, you get a cliffhanger that it has Amazing. to be. Yeah, it has to impress you. It it feels big and. Again, it probably has people, if you're not going to like it, you're going to end up rolling your eyes, like you said with me, with Mariko Tsumaki. But the idea where you ended up showing that the great darkness, the darkness was involved in all of the other crises. Then at the end of this, you have this team. I'm getting fired up for it. I want to see what goes on, and I pray that it's great. But when I get there, you're going to need to know this stuff. So you have to get on board. This is just me, little PSA get people to read these but it is just league incarnate number five is what we're talking about written by joshua williamson and denny culver art by andre brisson jesus marino hi-fi and tom napolitano and yeah we're gonna end this whole deal leading into the you know the great darkness having this team that looks very you know unbeatable especially if you go with the idea that the justice league is going to be taken off of the board the idea even the justice league incarnate like the best of the best taken from all the worlds in the multiverse we still have them but at the end of the day when you have the great darkness building its body out of the greatest threats the dc universe have ever faced new and old and the justice league is dead i'm like well, maybe we should just hang our head, like hang everything up here because there's nothing that we can do. Now, with that, isn't it a cool idea that you are getting maybe an Earth 3 with the crime syndicate that is being a Amanda Waller deal setting up? Also, other things going well, on. This is why you in have the to multiverse. have that. She knows this is coming. She has to make get all of the preparations, physical, metaphysical, to make sure that this Earth is secured from whatever threat is coming. I mean, when we get to this team at the end, you go through and it really, I mean, the idea, like, this is like the biggest dream team of villains. Because I this look is at a it nightmare and I'm like, team. I'm looking at it, I'm like, two of these characters could probably take out all these sh- like what are they doing oh my god you almost think that the only thing that could stop them is them like they'll they'll start arguing or they'll get upset at it. i don't know because well, it even really if you does. aren't a fan of the idea of this if you don't want to do justice incarnate stuff multiversal stuff is just not for you because of the the whimsy of grant morrison and the musical vibrations and wishing machines because that, that, those are things that always weigh on me too but the idea of what we have with this team going into this thing we're on world seven which like you know it's been destroyed but we gets completely destroyed here and we take dark side off the map dark side's power gets usurped by the great darkness but in the end of all of that if you don't even care about all of that Stuff that affects the greater DC universe happened here where Orion and like, like, well, actually, Calabac is the oldest son here, but he is mentally yeah, unwell at this point well. now. Orion yeah. becomes the, the steadfast leader of all of Apocalypse. And at the, at the end of this whole thing, there's a great moment here, which I want to see continued on because, you know, Orion, a force for good. Yes, the, the, son, the son of Darkseid, but a force for good, lives on New Genesis. He commands all of the forces of Apocalypse that have met here to take on this empty hand to go back to New Genesis. I'm like, I want to see what High Father ha-. And I even say that because High Father was killed by Darkseid at the beginning of Infinite Frontier. So Orion at this point in time, for all the greater DCU, is the leader of Apocalypse and New Genesis. Well, and with that, you have a little thing here that you have been questioning. What's up with Apocalypse? 
what's up with this all going on when we get into this infinite frontier? Well, now, not only is it just like, oh, it's over there doing this. It's pretty cool. I mean, you have Orion that's stepping up. That's something new. That's something crazy. Again, we're going to need that. If you're on the hero's team, you need something. And it's, again, you could say, well, that kind of was forced in because Calabac, he would have been, but I don't mind because I think it's a pretty cool idea. I'm here. seeing to get Calabac off the table there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to do it now with that. Can't I'm killing not, people like that, Calabac. Well, let's make him not so right in the head. Yeah, it's just like, we'll just have him being on this side there <laughs> and he's doing that. But even the idea where Grail is the one that has to step up and say, come on, Orion, you're leading us now. You're the one next. I thought was really cool. You're the heir and, apparent. And with that, I do want to mention, not everybody even knows who Grail is. Me and you like Grail. I, I really like I'm the sit, idea I'm where- I'm sitting here waiting for Darkseid's other son, Graven, to show up from the 90s and 2000s Green Lantern books. They're like, where's Graven at? Nobody cares about yeah, Graven. Really. I think that the weird thing of, I mean, if we can find the Grail fans out there, the couple, right? He's Joshua Williamson is actually she has make, an action figure. She's making that character a better cat and actually fleshing her out a little bit more. It reminds me a bit of what he's doing with Damien in the Robin book. And it's such a weird deal to have her making here. Kind of endearing. Yeah, he's making a character. And I don't I think it's gone like beyond people aren't realizing this because it's just Grail. And she, but after this issue, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad Grail's here and I'm really enjoying that she's part of the story and will again because you're going to have to realize that a lot of characters like a Grail, we're going to have to, we're going to need her on the side of the Just good imagine deal. that though, where you have all the DC universe outside of the Just League because I want to say they're going to be off the table for Dark Crisis unless something, you know, happens where they come back. I would think but that the, by the end they would come back. But, but at the exactly, beginning, I think it's just When this. you have all this happening with the Great Darkness coming with all of these entities of evil being the limbs and freaking energy and power of the, like the Great Darkness, the physical energy of that. And you have Orion open up a boom to him. He's commanding both the forces of New Genesis and Apocalypse at the same time right there where he is leading the charge from Super City to the freaking, you know, to the Parademons. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Now, I'm not going to say that some of the stuff, you end up having a Doctor Multiverse, and this is always going to end up being a way to fudge things and whatnot. And you get the idea, oh, the vibrations with her and Avery, and we're going to do this. It gets wonky. Fudge, it really does. It really fudges the, the thing. The idea up, that but everybody in our Justly Incarnate who have been on Earth 7 are being possessed by the Great Darkness now. We can use Avery's connection to the Speed Force and Dr. Multiverse's powers to say, you know what? This Great Darkness that's inside of them is not at the same frequency as their own homo. So we just have to vibrate them at the frequency that they know to drive the Great Darkness. And I'm like, yeah, you said some stuff, but it's just, you know, we're getting back to square and one. Again, this is no, not like, a great yeah. part. <laughs> and again, the idea where it, it made more sense in you explaining it. It made more sense. But when they did it, it just seemed like they're just like, eh, vibrate. Like, just the idea, around let's get bit. the vibration of their home planet. To, why would that have anything to do with being possessed by the great darkness? It really felt wonky, but they have to do it. They end up doing it. And you just move on. And again, there are things here that are a Did little Ryan wonky. Did Ryan have his but, dog Sturmer here this entire time? Or he just show up here out of nowhere yeah, this I, issue? Yeah, I didn't think he was there before. Because, uh, again, when I see Sturmer, I always think of Lockjaw, and it makes me smile. <laughs> and I didn't think of that before. I probably would have even said it as a joke. Oh, look, Lockjaw. Uh, so he's there, which, that's cool, right? It's and fine. He, it just feels out of nowhere and unneeded. And even, well, at the beginning, you end up starting this out with a little bit of a before just to maybe join the birth of Callow back and seeing Darkseid becoming who he is. 
because of his evil ass mother. Yeah, so you end up where Dark Side's there. Oh, Sully, what's going on? And Hagrid's in the back. Ah, get up, you! T-. So it's kind of a deal to show you this family deal and, and whatnot. It felt kind of odd going in because, especially when you jump into the next page and you have Kaiju Dark Side. Kaiju Dark Side and Kaiju Empty. No, he has the power to show man ship. It's fine. The problem is, though, he seemed to be dead. He, again, you can Kaiju up out of being stomped. We we assume that he was dead just because the Empty Hand stomped his ass, but it's also Dark Side. Dark Side is. You should show him stand up at least. You should have shown him, like, brush out the dirt. I mean, he's just going there. Uh, and so, yeah, it's the I Am Dark Side, which I do so like the funny, I Am Orion last, later. In the last issue of what we have, like, you know, Dark Side hits Dr. Batman, you know, Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint. He is gone. He is totally dead at the end. Like, oh, my God, empty hand killed Dark Side as well. And then when you jump into this, like, okay, Dark Side's still alive. What yeah, about? he's just oh, there without oh, any mention. <laughs> yeah, he's just gone. Or maybe that was the, like you said, the prelude or into that. Omega sanction deal. So the because you don't know what that Omega Beam is going to do there. So you end up where our team, the Just League Incarnate team, or what's left of it, they are fighting off those possessed bunch, and and you have to get them back, and you just end up. And we do. Wait a minute! I thought of this. We'll do the vibrations, and you do. It's a weird play of the last issue, but again, this is just setting up the next thing. So it's a weird way of like, hey, let's tell everybody exactly who these characters are. In the last issue of this, but they're going to carry forward. Y'all want to know so, about Dino Cup? Here you yeah, go. Yeah. Thunder, he's there. And yeah, you get all the Aquaman Earth, Ariel Curry of Earth 11. You get Orion. It's you get one Thurmer. thing about all of this when you have Dino Cup, Mary Marvel, Thunder, Aquawoman, Orion, and Sturmer. But like when the little, like, you know, little blurbs about who they are and why they should matter to you. I did find it actually interesting out of all of these things. Like, I don't care about Dino Cop and his world or Thunder because, like, you know, all the things, like, for the most part, you know who these characters are. The smallest little thing I liked here was Mary Batson of Fawcett City, Minnesota. I'm like, look at you tapping down Fawcett City oh to Minnesota. God, Minnesota. That's look crazy. Double A run. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So you end up where they end up doing I like the Also, pa- five, I, but I, that Minnesota, like, that took me by surprise. I don't remember that being mentioned before. Yeah, that's weird. I like the uh, the spread page, too. You have Avery running on the bottom. It looks good. And the whole issue, I think, looks pretty good, especially with the amount of characters going in there. Some of the things are not as great, but, you know, even when they're like, hey, good to have you back, Justice League Incarnate. Some of that's a little wonky. Uh, but it's okay. You end up, look at look at Captain Carrot over there. They're giving, you know, the, the uh, what's it called, the Predator handshake and stuff going down everything but yeah so all this is going down with in the background you do have dark side fighting you know the empty hand but and it all so comes they end down up to the empty hand using the crack of the multiverse to be the final component to his oblivion machine to open a portal to the great darkness yeah so that is the big play here and they end up at one point, they have to scatter because the kaiju battle's going on. It's such Dark a weird idea for what them. we have because Dark's like the empty hand goes into the portal to rejoin the to the great darkness. And Darkson's like, well, I'm not going to be left here. Dark side is motherfucker and runs in this portal. And he is, as you would think, this is the portal to the great darkness surrounded into a void of a void of blackness just nothing around him towards eventually he is just kind of consumed by the great darkness itself then when our heroes see this open board like we gotta go in after him and when the, you go through i expect they're like oh it's not gonna end well for them but they're transported to earth flash point one i'm like or this earth flash one but 
Like, where's the deviation of the portal to where we have to go with another world inside of this great darkness? Well, that multiverse. was what the weird thing was with this is when you every time they jump through portal, they always seem to get somewhere where they didn't know or go or whatnot. So yeah, when they jump in, they end up where they say, "I guess it's all in your heart, Eric," because they say we're going to jump in and save <laughs> Dude, the Flash. That's the thing too, because with the whole point of going in there, not knowing where there is, they just have like. Yep, the Flash is in there. We're going to save Barry Allen. And you know what? They go exactly where Barry <laughs> Allen would be. There. And I don't know if it's a power that Pariah has in this whole joining of the great darkness that he has going on right now where he can create these false worlds for, you know, like the heroes or whoever he wants to keep imprisoned and subdued to while the great darkness does what it does. But just the idea they go there and instead of walking through a portal, it seems more of a teleportation to where they show up. And the, at the end, though, when they do leave, I'm okay. I, I, I contemplated the idea because – you go through a portal, you should portal back, especially for where they're going. But because we have Dr. Multiverse with us, I want to think that she'd be able to port them back to an Earth-7 where they started from, even though this is outside of their multiverse. Yeah, because at this point, they do end up, you know, trying to, they want to save Barry. In the meantime, Thunder's like, listen, we have the, you know, the machine. We got to stop this. We got to destroy this I am going to use all of my power of the storms and the thunder to destroy Earth 7. No, man, this is your home. This has not been my home for a while. The House of Heroes is my home, and I shall do this final thing. Yeah, there was that weird play. We'll give because, you 10 minutes. Yeah, really. <laughs> he ends up where they are talking, and like you said, the open hands, like, oh, my God, the Oblivion Machine. This is the last component. We knew this going into this issue. He said it last issue. So he ends up powering it up with that. I just like that idea where... Thunder is like, listen, I'm going to destroy The only way we can win this or at least stop from being destroyed right now, I have to destroy my Earth. This world is just a wreck. It's I been mean, a wreck the, for I, years. It has been. And so this when is he, why Thunder sleeps in a bunk bed in the center of the multiverse. Finally, he, <laughs> he even says, like, what my am I going to bring it back anyway? I'm the only one left. I mean, I'm done. I just like where this is Earth all going down. Anyway. It's out of nowhere. Kill Earth 8 while you're at it. Captain Carrot has to say it one last time at the end. But this is your home. They don't even pay attention. Get out of here, Jim. Shut up, Zoo Crew. And I'm like, please, I know Eric wants this Earth done. I this want Earth this 7. and Earth 8 just finished. I'm tired of them. I want Angor and Earth 7 done. At least this is one thing checked off my bucket it list. It is. I only think that when we get done this crisis, it's just back. And we will have a moment well, where Thunder is like, oh, my God, The entire multiverse was rebuilt after Death Metal. For some reason, we left the freaking empty hand gentry and destroyed Earth 7 intact. Yeah, yeah. They're just there. Uh, but, yeah, so. Nothing will stop the multiversal. Yeah, really. It, they, you know that it does repair itself. Eric, yeah, I like Better though when it. Grail steps up, like I said, where Dark Side's gone. And I like the idea that the empty hand goes in and it's like, come here, buddy. He's like, yim, 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 with this thing. all right, Dark Side is he jumps through. And right away Grail's like, Okay, this is what happens then. Dark Side's done with Calabag ain't doing nothing except oh, he's he ain't so right no, more. no, he isn't. So you're the one. You have to step that's up. That's what my grandmother would call a sweet boy. Yeah, yeah, really. I love this idea though. It's she's like, you know, you gotta step up Orion's like, Well, let me think she just starts yelling, Orion is here's your new leader. And I guess just, my choice has been made yeah, for I'm me. I'm telling you, I love that he's to just new like, Genesis. I don't know about oh, I guess I'm done. All right. I do like the Again, seeing Darkseid is so much since that Mr. Miracle deal. I really got a kick out of Orion is. Orion like, is, guy, man. They're playing but a in new the song. background, you and I both know, and if you're not even thinking about it, but you do know that somewhere out there on World World with a Genesis piece, Light Ray is. Yeah, Light Ray is. So maybe, you know, all this all will tie in. And After the idea thing, of it, maybe so when that's Light cool. Ray is. It's a weird thing, too, because this Light Ray and the Superman Authority team that's on War World right now. She is from the Tangent Earth. She is the Flash of the Tangent Earth. She is here. We don't know why. 
And for some reason, the Genesis piece believes it like in, in like a weird kind of like omen slash prophecy message that Light Ray is at the end of Dark Crisis. Does this mean that like Light Ray then becomes the new High Mother? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I have an idea. I, you always have in the big play as a crisis, Flash has to die, all these things going on. I do think maybe she's going to end up sacrificing herself in the dark crisis oh, to end the things. No, she won't. She'll probably be carrying her like Superman was carrying Kara. Uh, but with Just all imagine this, that, though, where you have this, this page of Crisis of Infinite Earths going on where Superman is holding a dead Supergirl, his cousin, this iconic image. I don't know if you have a cover <laughs> oh, of the Mac new Anne like, holding the tangent flash like that. Will reach people the same it's way. It's giving me goosebumps to this. Uh, but with that, though, when you bring this up, Light Ray and things like that, like I hope that things tie in. And I, I would say they would. I hope that this is where DC finally gets things right again, where you do have things. Because, again, you need things to go against this team. What better to have a Superman who took over War World and now he's there with all of the Felosians and everything going after and the this authority. team as well. And the, yeah, and the authority with them. Maybe even Manchester Black, right? Even idea of just showing up with War World Be as awesome. their vehicle. Can you imagine that we kind of lose track? Like, you're not thinking of it. And then in an issue where it looks like the team and War World shows up and then Superman, like, I only think that's like a hatch of a submarine. But he's like, it's me, guys. It's almost <laughs> it really what it is. is, is weird. It's Chewbacca getting out of oh, the, the, the ad. ad, ad. ad. Hey, look yeah. at me. Or the ATSD. <laughs> the ATSD. Uh, that's what I think of. It would be that. Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. These are the things that are getting me excited when I read these things. And like you said, I think that people and I saw reviews. I saw some people also talking about it. Nobody's really talking about the idea of how cool that is that we're reestablishing Apocalypse Genesis and stuff like New Genesis and stuff with Orion. They kind of just I think people you know, forgot that. I think a lot of writers did, too, that. The quint the quintessence uh, the quintessence I don't well, even know quintessence. why I said, the qu- the quint I can't say now the quintessence they're all dead yeah so High Father was one of them so there is no leader on New Genesis right no. now as far as we know Orion is from New Genesis even though he is the heir of Darkseid so right now like I said he is the heir to Isn't both this New Genesis crazy- and yeah, Darkseid that's and the craziest thing he's like Anakin. He's bringing balance to it, Eric. I mean, how cool is that? That you end up the only having way he brought a balance is killing himself. <laughs> exactly. But isn't that's cool? I mean, that's the sort of thing that got me all fired up. And again, I said I love. I do Grail not want Orion up. trying to bring balance by killing a bunch of younglings and people for twenty years, and eventually killing one person and killing he himself. Does, he doesn't quite like the sand people. Don't need there. that. Don't get the Tuscan Raiders involved. Uh, Shmi ended up having problems with them, Eric. But. You end up where this is just going on, and really, I'm fired up, and it's I'm fired up in the weird way of, like, yeah, the Just League Incarnate, eh, cool enough, whatever, but they end up going through the portal. Again, wonky Earth that they end up point going one to. Point. <laughs> yeah, to that. I mean, yeah, really. And they go, and it's this almost like a Black Mercy-type deal where it's, they it's are like able a weird, to keep, like, yeah. Silver Age-looking comic with its color palette and stuff like that, and just the wholesomeness of it all, because... It's just very goofy, the idea of, like you said, the idea of a Black Mercy, like, paradise world of the, your own making. But you have a young Wallace West there who, like, you know, takes him to his Uncle Barry, who is in his Flash costume mowing the lawn outside of his house. I'm like, what is this shit? And and look, you have, like, a like you said, Silver Age deal. You have an old, you know, jalopy there and stuff. I'm surprised that you just didn't have a barbecue. They were always having them barbecues there. Well, he has, to, he has to mow the lawn before that yeah. happens. And he's mowing the lawn. He's so funny with him mowing the lawn in the Flash costume, uh, where I wish that he had, like, he was that big Flash where he had the costume off and he got a big belly there because a the lot of guys one? do that. Yeah. 
And I like it. Uh, but he ends up where he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? And Avery comes running because I'm she's so been desperately trying to get to him. I don't him. know you, madam. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. On this earth, we have our personal space here <laughs> there, girl. Yeah. Well, COVID's here too, six feet. It's not that good of a paradise. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and yeah, you end up having them like, what's going on? And you have Kevin, hey, listen, my name's Calvin Ellis. I used to know Superman. Superman. I like Superman. he's like, Superman. <laughs> like, what oh, my goodness. Next? Yeah, I thought that that was really really fun but because of the era i know wallace is here for some reason because of this whole thing of me knowing american history of the era this trend i'm like i thought it was going to get racist for some reason because it is president superman i was so worried because of the whole like you know the uh like the whole idea of the fifth or the early 60s era of this whole thing i'm like yes wallace is there it's his nephew it's fine but i have no idea because even the idea of superman <laughs> what do they think of next yeah and is that him being awful i mean the idea look he's looking at him like oh my god if that again he doesn't say they call me President Superman, and then he might have. It would have been bad. They're not going to go that route, but it, you know, you, I actually thought as well. But with that, this is all set up. Thank to, God, it's awesome. Yeah, really, it's it's pretty much you know set up to have him in this area that he does not want to leave. It's and, paradise, as he says. Why would he want to leave? Yeah, and, and Calvin says, "Barry, no, you have to come with us." And he gets evil he, he punches him and says punches yeah. i'm right where i belong it's batman slapping robin and then quickly runs into the door and slams it i'm like you pussy bear <laughs> i know he runs away <laughs> he's like me as a kid being chased by bullies <laughs> oh, trying to get to the so house as best i can to slam the door it is one of those it's like the the bad like the bully comes up and does something and then he walks away and you think he's out of earshot and you're like you're a jerk. He's like, what? Oh, shit. You're running in the house. And it's then so look funny out. as the like the continuation of this, though, where Pariah does show up because it's like it's it means like like literally and like not like and also um, I can't think of the other word, but literally and not so literally, this universe is too fragile for crossover. So that's why it seems like Barry's the only hero here. There's no, you don't have any room for this like crossover, like a Superman or stuff like that. Or our heroes coming it's in. It's kind of a cool Barry. deal. And yeah. we're playing the idea figuratively. That we did before that's not literally yeah. and figuratively. We, we we were playing this before when you had Calvin and uh, Doctor multiverse when they were writing the comics and things so you're playing around a little bit like that as well but it's kind of cool and the well, idea Pariah that Pariah is happy Pariah... to make everybody a paradise as long as they don't like you know screw up the situation going on right now yeah, and i like that it. he's like there's pariah i hate pariah so much so but uh, i'm telling you if Weepy you fuck if you like pariah he stepped it up a bit eric i mean he's not weeping in a well, cry the thing is, he has seriously stepped it up and i'm like have you gone above your pay grade pariah here like have you stepped up too much to where it's unbelievable but maybe because is because it is such like, you know, with the great darkness, maybe it's okay. Like at this point in time, it's like almost like how Jordan become parallax unbelievable for how he, like he is. This is less what was me. When am I ever going to be through with my I you know, can't pen and steel? And oh my God. My world. I, I can't save my world. I can't save yours. <laughs> I keep having to go to the dead worlds. But again, yeah, though. He's just looking at us like, motherfucker, that was it, like 40 years I ago. Know, really? He's like, what the hell? But again, though, he makes the Silver Age thing for Barry. And that, that's the kind of fun thing about this. Maybe. We're going to get that idea like he's doing this, right? It yeah. seems evil, but maybe he's he saw so many worlds die in that crisis and things like that. Maybe in his well, demented goes, mind here that he's making something that he knows they'll like that. Like he's, dude, he thinks is, he's doing what you're good. saying is fine. It just sounds exactly like death metal or perpetual and the darkest night. The Batman who laughs like, I'll make you your own perfect world. But that was more of like, hey, I'll do this if you go with me, whatever. He's just doing this now. To take them off the board, but he might be being so they he's don't the go big against bad. him. Yeah, he's the big bad, but maybe we're gonna find out that he's as pariahs want to do, get duped and and get led, you know, to do things and whatnot. But we'll have to see. 
because I'm telling you, he stepped it up from that, yeah. from that Christ on infinite earth. He's just, you know, he can't go a page without whining about well, something. That's the thing that, is, so. even the idea that Pariah is here because Pariah died, came back as a black lantern during the blackest night and stuff like that. The idea that he's back now, like, is this one of the things that, like, he remembered everything after the re, like, you know, vamp of the multiverse, but was maybe pushed aside instead of, like, when he was being remade with the whole history being rebooted, that the great darkness got him and, like, this is a, why he's, like, different than he used yeah, to be? Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's supposed to be in what the Dark Crisis and what Pariah and even with the idea of the death of Justice League with the stuff – he wants to bring back his world. He wants to bring back the deal. Which his he, world is weird because it wasn't even a world in the multiverse. He's done messed it up outside. himself anyway. He was the one who caused all the – like, it, it was your fault, dude. Like, really. But he wants to bring it back and he's pissed no, don't off. Don't shoot the messenger. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe the idea is because you just said how wonky it is that when we kept resetting – his world never did. Maybe that's this big thing. Like, what Maybe. the fuck? Why is? It's, why am I? You, why don't I get my Almost shit? feel like things that are other things. Like almost like when we had the first Lantern story continued on. I think in the Green Lanterns, where we had the backstory of Volthoom, and maybe it was even in the the Green Lantern first Lantern arc. But the idea that. Volthoom wanted to get his world back, that Earth-15, even though he never could, or even Superboy Prime during Infinite Crisis, like, we chose the wrong world, we needed to bring him back, like, Earth-2 and Earth-Prime and stuff, so that's why he went walking. It's always like, man, I want my world back, and everybody's a villain. Yeah, and it, maybe it is the idea. Like, why do you, like, I never I get actually mine back. Actually, I'm that Superboy Prime isn't a part of this whole, tr- like, this conglomerate of evil yeah, part of the Great yeah, Darkness. Well, maybe that's a good setup because when he went off and, you know, maybe he'll be on the good side of things. Eric, and we can get him back and doing some He's stuff He's the worst well. of the worst. Yeah, but with that, yeah, I... I Kind of right here. He's so bad. He's cool. I'm starting to like Pariah's like motivation if it is the idea because we keep having that deal where some bad people are like, well, we got to stop the Legion of Doom and the superheroes because of the idea they keep doing these resets. Keep and we get screwed and, and they end up on top. But we're always that. So maybe it is Pariah, like not just the idea of like, oh, I'm going to be evil. And it's that. We never get my world back. And that's the thing. He's trying to bring his world back. This time he won't fudge around with antimatter and stuff, Eric. Maybe maybe it'll work out for him. I don't know. But you end up where he wants it back. But then at the end, you end up after God, I they go to back to the antimatter universe. Yeah, they zip out there because, like you said, there was problems. They zip out. You have thunder. He's going to end up destroying the world, but they have to get the whole heroes but out of there as well. Heroes get out in the house of heroes. It's been rebuilt by the Harbinger AI, and they escape, get back to the bleed. And that's the thing. It's like the idea. And again, that we get- you want to have some wonky things because what ends up happening is they're just floating in the bleed and that's get the brought thing. into it's the ship. It's not even in the bleed. I'm actually a little mad at it because when we go out of here before they reach to the bleed with the power of the like house of heroes, so I feel like it's just Avery and all these other characters. Like Avery's the one standing like floating in space and she's fine. And then they just get let in in the open window that they yeah. look like they're in space. It's just, so maybe it's we're wonky. still in the atmosphere. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It is weird. Like you said, then they get in the bleed because then you can see the bleed. But the problem is there's all these problems. There's problems in the bleed. Everything is going down. They have Darkness to do already here. spreads across the bleed. Nothing can stop it now. And so we already have to, like, you think that war's coming. It's already here. And they oh, yeah. didn't it's, realize it's so they have to go. So they Even have to the get idea back to when you here. have this, we're empty hand. And I like to, it's so funny to me, too, reading this because I think about me and my body and stuff like that and how I expect things to work. But you have the great darkness who seems to be using these great evils of the multiverse as its appendages to bend to its will to actually have a physical form to, like, go after, you know, the multiverse and everything else. 
But when you have Dark Side who becomes its left hand, the empty hand is its right hand. I'm like, oh, so like Dark Side's your heavy hitter and you're, you're left handed at uh, Great Darkness. I'm like, there's a big thing, a big trivia for Wikipedia. The Great Darkness, left handed. Left handed. He's the fist, Eric. He might be fist <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're gonna have to go back and get the. They even say we need to get Barry's Justice League. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I hope you get there in time. <laughs> You're gonna have some problems there, Cal. I we think got that one maybe more issue of Venice's run. Yeah, there's trouble. I think so. get there right at that issue 75. Yeah, too. I would think so. I would think that they're going. And maybe the idea is we need to get the Justice League. And when they do go, that's what leads to their destruction. They go off to stop this, and it's too early. They end up going off, not really realizing, and they're overpowered and end up. Being because taken out. we would the think end, that they're taken out like the entities that are a part of the great darkness are the empty hand the upside down down man aries necron neuron doomsday dark side and eclipse oh my yeah that's crazy well, there's there's jim's suicide squad right there There it is there they are minus the upside down man yes yes you can go fuck I off i love that they're there and i'm like man they got that oh the upside down man yeah you just hanging around, aren't you? And I'm not even joking. Like, why, why, why do we need him? I, I bet you the, he's like the Naomi. I'm new here. The upside It's so down funny to fan. think about the idea, though, because where I know, like, I'm trying to think how Future State worked with Billy Batson and inside the uh, the Rock of Eternity for what we have him going off with Teddy and freaking Dane now. And we have to go into the Rock of Eternity to stop the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. That's where we leave Shazam, unfortunately. I'm like, is Neon here and he's not going to be a part of that, which will change that sh- that future state so it'll be fine? <laughs> Maybe we don't have to worry about future state, but these are the things I think of. Yeah, uh, with that, it's funny, too. You wouldn't know this, but on the manga side of things, on our manga podcast, we deal with the book Mashal, Magic and Muscles. And the big bad there is trying to gather different parts to make his body. It just reminded me of that. This is real. A lot more kick-ass. That guy's gathering kids, Eric. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's laws there. against that. He kind of like raised them. They're kind of his kids and themselves raising them to be these Child little bits, labor. but not really working out. Uh, this, though, again... It's weird. You can go too far and you could almost say this is that, but it didn't feel like that to me. Like the idea of this team is so crazy, but I didn't feel like the idea of, oh, really? Like this is bullshit. No, but I actually got excited about got it. Like, oh my God, because you want to have like the idea of this versus say a Perpetua and a Batman who laughs. I'm in for this. I yeah, the love great darkness the idea. Like, is way better than both. And of those the great things. darkness and these and individual all characters these that other we things love to make its physical. Form. That's what like, I like. Yes, I like. Yes, I like the idea. Can I have of, some more? I like the idea of taking something. Actually, fuck off, Pariah. Yeah, really. want some more. Yeah, and upset I'm in. But you end yeah, up like agreed. taking something though that is already established, but making it bigger, and then getting all these characters, already established characters, going. I think that makes it more of that cohesive deal of a event than just, just throwing imagine. out some new cow oh look the batman who laughs like it'd be the such a weird continuity that nobody would recall or know why this is happening but that weird how jordan parallax that escape convergence yeah, that should still be out there imagine if he was a part of the great be darkness awesome. as well and people are like how could this be because i'm like go read convergence oh motherfucker. My God. or if he shows up on the good side i'm telling you <laughs> and that's the thing i really am intrigued about this because these are bad guys, right? They're bad guys, the right? Yeah. But they're going to be going against a lot of ca- that aren't great guys either, but don't want this nonsense. And again, like a Deathstroke Inc. Yeah, and yeah, all the and that kind of was maybe the play that Scott Snyder was trying to do with the idea of making deals, like you said, when you had the Batman last trying to make deals with Wonder Woman and doing that. But this is more intriguing to me, and this is the idea where I do think. 
that this comes dark down crisis. to like, I want my world back though with all of these events. It seems like, yeah, I know. And you know, like, even with, you know, parallax and like, um, with what the hell with the, uh, crisis of time, zero hour. Yeah. Yeah. Think of it, zero. Like, ultimately it's like, Oh, how, how, how Jordan wants to bring like central city back. Yeah. And I, I like this. And a lot of people have pointed out, well, this is kind of, we even said it, it is kind of in parts, it is kind of like a metal death metal, but the, the kind of the little wink, wink of the ploy here. First off, I think that this is the idea of making things right. And death metal didn't really hit hard and they, they just want to get, but that it was supposed to be called dark crisis metal. Sure and, and, de- and now that's what the new thing's coming. I don't think that that is by mistake. I think that this is the idea. Let's finally get it right. Yeah, we kind of fudged up some things, whatever. And we keep having, I mean, I know people are frustrated with DC and they should be because DC keeps trying to say, oh, we fudged up. Here's Rebirth. And they fudge that up. Oh, my God, Infinite Frontier. Eventually, I'm hoping they get it right. I just need them to get it right, whatever it takes. And if it does take me to, okay, vibrations will go. I'm like, I'll, I'll go for it. But at the end of this, I'm more fired up. We even talked earlier, like, do I really like the DC? I do. And when you get this stuff, then I get fired up. And I want to keep like, keep this train a rolling there. The train kept a rolling, it did. And so, yeah, I, I thought that, that this was really good to get me excited. Now the next step is the death of the Justice League, which Hooray. thankfully doesn't. We don't have to wait that long. No. It'll be coming up. We'll and see how they that keep is. rolling out these Bendis Justly to get there really quick. I know. So we'll get to that. And then the next step then should be. Dark Crisis, and I yeah. can't wait for it. I can't wait. I want to see and hopefully and it works out. World. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, you know, have, if it's not a reboot, at least hammer out. After that, don't go to a, you know, future that's possible, whatever. Hammer do out bullshit. a continuity. Because bullshit do things is bullshit. And let's go for it. Don't bullshit on the bullshit. The bullshit is bullshit. I don't need that. And it just, I don't know. This feels like. It, it obviously feels big, but it does feel like there's a plan. This left and I'm getting feels excited. right. Yeah, it does. The the left fist there. Boom. Uh, what would you give this? I like this a lot, even though with the stuff with the Flash and like multi, like uh, Doctor. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. I, I'm glad you like this because I really just as an aside, I thought you were gonna hate it. I well, thought that it was gonna the drive Justice you nuts. Incarnate fizzles out, but it the stuff does. With the, like Dark Side and all the evil leading into the Great Darkness and the Dark Christ stuff like that it has me hyped as shit. Like even the, the Justice League Incarnate stuff, it's okay as it is because for one thing, we destroy Earth Seven, we can knock that off the list. The art's great throughout, and even going to see where Barry is is something that we've wanted to see this whole time. We we got to have that so the only thing really bad about this and like i said before the orion stuff like where that leads in the further dcu i'm very intrigued so i'm going to give this an eight out of ten i'm an eight as well i'm we're not going to get too high again me and you don't agree on detective comics the tower story what the hell what does that matter you know what i mean but the, compared to this because this is it and i'm glad that me and you are both enjoying this and excited about it because this is the future stuff and i do again beg people that if you are a DC fan, there are times where, yeah, you might not like Joshua Williamson. You might think that the, some of these things are wonky, but these are important things, and you should be reading them just so you are on board when the event comes. Uh, you just don't go in blind later or whatnot. Like, get involved with this because it is fun. It's really cool. And that that last page, awesome. Oh I mean, my. It is, so I ended up when I'm reading this, I'm going like, okay. Like again, I had some problems. We get to the Orion stuff. I'm like. All right, like this is cool. Eric's gonna love this. So I'm like, all right, we got. And I don't even like the new gods. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. I turn the page here, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, holy crap! Uh, I think did I send you the the last page when I was doing it, or I don't did think I so, not? No. Yeah, I, I think maybe it was one of those where usually I will 
And I think I even remember, like, I don't want to spoil it for him. I, like, that, that's how cool I thought it was. Like, usually I'll send you a picture and go, get this shit or something like that. But now I didn't want to spoil it. So, yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I'm pretty hyped up. But the next book, yeah, here we go. Or Death of the Justice League. <laughs> Can't come soon enough with <laughs> Justice League number 73, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Simon Kudransky, Emmanuel Lupacino, Wade Von Grawl Badger, Scott Hanna, Hi-Fi, and Josh Reed. And in this issue, we continue, continue our Xanadoth, the Lord of the Lords of Chaos story, where last issue, I told everybody, this is the best Bendis story he's ever written for this. And the thing is, last issue, it really was. It's just the continuation of that story where I thought we could finally flesh out this character, do something cool, especially that you have the entire Justice League and the Justice League Dark at your helm. You can do so many cool things, not to mention with the Xanadoth taking on the host of Black Adam and taking on the, the Wizard Shazam's powers as well, as well as the, all the Lord of Chaos magic. I'm like, this could be amazing. What this issue is, is page after page of backwards magic that doesn't mean anything because it doesn't work. You get some wonky flashbacks to how we had the Lord, like the Xanadoth origin and how she was stopped previously. It's not how it was shown in the Superman issues that she appeared in. And even the idea is like, what are we doing? Because while the art is great, because I'm so happy, like a lot of people are Phil Hester fans and I liked his work when he was on Green Arrow uh, back in the 2000s. It didn't work for me here. I just didn't think it did a lot of like goodwill for the book, especially because we had the writing that was so terrible. At least this book looks Some really of the good. spread pages are incredible. It's in just this. too bad that you have to read the dialogue to see, like, you know, Man, to follow you? the story because. <laughs> Holy moly. I, when do we ever, whoever thought that you would want to have a spread page with the entire bit of two characters talking backwards magic? It is backwards not, it, magic that doesn't mean anything. I got so angry I, with Xanadu so and Zatanna doing this because it, their magic didn't work on Xanadu. So ultimately it didn't matter. And what you get out of this issue is, like I said, the wonky backgrounds, but you get two kidnappings. Freaking Xanadoth wants Xanadu because, you know, with the name there, there's a connection. I'm like, well, this shit's out of nowhere, but also... Even when she goes, are you my mother? Yeah, no. No, Let's go. that's weird, it, but like, yeah. I'm like, she has a long history, Xanadu. I want to see it explored, but not by this writer because he's fucked up way too much in the DC universe. And just, can you, I, I really hope that the plan wasn't during Superman, his Superman run when he introduced Xanadoth that there would be a connection because, you know what? There's a character called Xanadu. Yeah, that's, that's classic Bendis. That's, that's something that he would do. Classic Bendis, because by the end, when we talked, we, you know, magic up the entity of Naboo, who in hell, like, you usually would, like, uh, be a part of the helm of Naboo and stuff like that, and, like, be the access to magic they need through the Lords of Order. Naboo looks at Naomi. You're different. He kidnaps Naomi because you know in this whole story, Naomi, even though she's new and doesn't do anything throughout the Justice League story, she's going to be the linchpin of the book. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in this again, and, and you keep saying that maybe I'm, you know, too hateful or whatnot in the idea where you ended up, hey, you, you know, that's Solomon Grundy. He is just like a swamp thing with the deal. He does it again with Superman and the magic here, where he seems to think that he found out this tidbit that nobody knows and he's going to impress everybody. Why do we need to have them sitting at the table at the Hall of Justice where Especially when he wakes up with Superman punching in the face. Well, he is susceptible to magic. He is? I didn't know that. Yes, he is. They keep going on. I and can't believe Constantly. magic is Very real. Very much so. I can't believe Superman is susceptible to it. I'm new. Well, thank you, Naomi. I'm new. Get the hell. I, did, the is, idea. This, is this the point where the audience like starts laughing because she did her catchphrase? Yeah. I think they're like, yeah, oh my God. He's, <laughs> she said did the I equivalent of sit on it, Potsy. 
<laughs> I'm like, why are you keep doing? And the idea where this comes up a lot of times too, where we'll have a character, say a Batman, who says, "I don't believe in God," yet he has a God on the t- and also has been in heaven or whatever. What, what is Naomi paying attention? I can't believe magic's real. Are you kidding me? It's it's so funny at the whole. You're there with so, Constantine sitting next to you. I don't think it's I mean, the whole real. Justice League Dark is there. She doesn't even know about the basement because you know I she's don't new. Know but it's when you, real. When you have this situation going on here where everybody is sitting at the Hall of Justice table and people just seem to come in and out, and I like, you know, I'm looking at this table, but not everybody's there until they need to show up. But when you have Batman, like he lets you tell no right off the bat. Yeah, both Supermans are off world, so I'm like, okay. There's Superman in this, but for some reason, what we get instead is um, is the new Swamp Thing, who has never a part of this team, has never been in like uh, anything at all. But for some reason, we have Levi here, and I have no idea why, and nobody talks about it. Yeah, it's weird too because do they mention him by name? Because I just think he just thinks I'm, this I'm is regular by the look Swamp of him. Thing. I'm just, I just think that uh, Bendis just doesn't even know what's going on because this looks more like Levi than freaking Alex. Telling you, it, it, without saying it, it just seems like he just doesn't know because he's there in Swamp Thing. It, Levi, I don't know, would be in tune with a lot of the things they're talking about. Overall, like, does this take maybe. place after the end of Ramvi's like extension? And somehow, I don't know. I think it's just nonsense. Bendis, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'm actually surprised that Clay Nassour has abilities of magic without the helm of fate here, and I don't I know don't what's going on. I don't understand it. I that's the one thing. And again, the dark universe. The dark universe a bit is you know it's not my thing and stuff. Well, didn't it seem like Khalid was going blind previously. Yeah, now it's been I, wiped I don't away. know what's happening. Then he gets his helmet taken. He's more powerful. Now without the helmet, then they're gonna summon freaking you know. We gotta summon deal. Naboo, who's fucking off somewhere. Naboo, who's just off doing Naboo How things. Dare you. So he comes in and goes, "Oh my God, Naomi, wink, go." Even in this, where Bendis, he can't get out of his own goddamn way with these things. Where y- you have to go. Where now we realize that not only is Green Arrow just the money man, but he's also the f- comedy relief. Hey, nobody do any of your. Side cracking wise, it's like, oh, do you want Side me to go? Side wise, yeah, I'm like, why are you doing this? Why did DC put you on this book? The idea that maybe the death of the Just League, yes, it ties into the whole deal with the Dark Crisis, but pretty much this book should be burned to the ground. Like this is the big book, and you are here. Telling your oh jokes. Boy. You're talking about the big book, too, because he really wants you to think it's the big book as the Just League comes to an end in two issues. Because even when you get Naboo up here, it's like, I dedicated my entire existence to stopping this, and I've been unable. At some point, the logical conclusion is that I am incapable or it cannot be done. This may be the inevitable great darkness. I'm like, no, it's Zadadoth. <laughs> Nobody cares about Zadadoth. And I think that's just the idea of the idea leading into the stuff with the League of Superheroes. Nothing with anything else. He doesn't doesn't even know what... He doesn't play at anybody else's sandbox. Well, you got both the Supermans on planet. Oh, really? I'm glad they're not... Did you hear they're susceptible to magic? Yeah, I'm glad they're not in the Bermuda Triangle if they're freaking Fortress of Solitude. Again, when I see him do these things of... Oh, guess what? Batman. I, the, what other things he's going to do? You know what? The Aquaman. I heard he talks to fish. I didn't think fish were real. Like, you have a, like the idea that Naomi, she's new. I didn't know magic was. You're flying around and doing all the, the magic. It's, it's so big funny, of a step. too, because we have captured magically and through the power of Swamp Thing with Vines. We have magically captured Naboo. We are making him answer our questions here. He is powerless against us in the Just League and Just League Dark that are doing this until he looks at Naomi. Who are you? Me? 
What are you? My name is Naomi McDuffie. And then out of nowhere, he has all the magic in the world to escape, but not only escape, but take Naomi with him. Yeah, ghosts. And, and like, I'm telling you, I swear to God, I would have loved it if they're like, oh, my God, he took Naomi. And they're like, who? Oh, that new girl? Who cares? Who really cares? But she is off to next week being in her own book. I wonder if it ties in, Eric. All of a sudden, Naboo just plops her down at her house. But the, 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 just the all-around deal of this, that backwards magic, like you said, it was so a angry. whole page <laughs> and didn't matter. Two didn't pages work. of the spread. I'm sitting there trying to read it. I just gave up. I just, like, I really, and, and everybody I does didn't. do it. My stupid ass reads it all. Everybody does do it a different way of how it progresses, yeah. you know, right to left or whatever. And I, I kept messing up, and I'm like, and, and I have the worst problem. I mean, why do you put something in? I said all along, I know that it's the classic deal. I ended up going on Twitter, and I said, why can't they just do a thing that's a visual thing that you know they're talking backwards? Just go, let, let's get what's happening here. Like I said, almost have backwards, but then superimpose the right way on top. So you know it's backwards, but we can read it. No, they want to do this and fudge it the hell up. And I'm just sitting there like, I'm not doing that. I feel bad saying that I didn't want to read a page, but after half of it, my but head the thing hurt. Is, you're also not missing anything by not reading the page because they're just doing, you will leave this, pl- you will leave this plane. You're like, we have shields up and stuff like, I'm telling you, the way they're doing magic almost sound like a Star Trek, like shields up and reverse magic and stuff. Yeah, like, again, I did read, weird. I guess, because yeah, force fields. Yeah. I'm like, what? You, you didn't, it didn't matter ultimately. Xanadoth in the body of Black Adam is way more powerful than Xanadu and Zatanna. Yeah. And then at the end, you have, you know, Naomi. Uh, hello? Is anybody home here? <laughs> like, I don't care. And I'm Xanadu new. is in the, in the clutches of Black Adam Xanadoth. Yeah. And, and again, the, the art with especially those like darkened pages and things, it's really good. It really is good. And then it says, Thankfully, the best thing that they've ever put in Brian Michael Bendis' run on Just League to be concluded by the end. Actually, the end will be the best. Seriously. Yeah, so that'll just... you know the motherfucker would go and try to, like, get you that last jump scare would be the end and then a question mark. The asshole (laughs) is probably just going to have carried over to the... It'll just say, continued on Justice League versus the deal, and then all of a sudden people aren't off-world and they're here and whatnot. It's just nonsense. It really is nonsense. But no, the thing is, while I thought last issue was the best thing that he ever did in the Justice League and it continued a storyline of a character that I thought could actually be a decent character that he introduced, this issue proved that I am an asshole who doesn't know what the hell is going on in the DC universe. No, not that you don't know what's going on. I think that you were just a little too trusting. I just wanted something. If you don't know what's going on, I don't know what to say what he thinks. I mean, he's just there and this I just can't read the room, apparently. I mean, really, with this, you end up where we should have like a Mad Libs uh, of him and everything you say. Naomi, that's all you say. Anytime there's a, a proper na- Naomi, uh, that's always what's going Rogelzar. on. And then somebody in here I'm will, uh, you know, what is the this issue's version of, hey, guys, I just found this out on Wikipedia, but I think nobody else knows it. So I'm going to say this is susceptible to magic. If you're going to play that game there. Make it a clever thing that you kind of twist and turn and, and do something a little different. Well, that was no, the coolest they're just part sitting about around. his run on the su- – I'm not going to say there was nothing cool about his run on Superman. But the coolest part of his story in his run of Superman against Xanadoth was the end. It was a very short two-issue story dealing with the original Lord of the Lords of Order, this original magic user. What we got was Superman putting on the helm of fate to fight this nemesis. That was badass looking and it worked out well. And this thing, even when we had the idea that, you know – 
Naboo back in the day with the powers of the Lords of Order had this obelisk that he like imprisoned, uh, you know, the Xanadoth in, and now she's escaped. I'm like, well, what we saw before was a DEO agent. If we could have a slab that it came out of, like a little piece of stone. I don't know where this comes from, but we can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. So with that, it's just like the idea. And just the play, it should have been there's Constantine, right? He's sitting there and they're like, oh my God, Superman's susceptible to magic. Like, Constantine just, most people are. Like, most people have problems. It's just the idea of like Martian Manhunter. He has problems with fire. Yeah, so do I. Like it burns the shit out of me as well. But yet he just he make. I swear he is writing, and they're at the office, obviously at the DC offices. Or he's, I'd say he's writing on his notepad. He's there. Nobody sits with Bendis at lunch. There's no way he's one of those guys. He's sitting by himself, and somehow he hears somebody down there. Jimmy Palmiotti is like, hey. You hear this? That the Superman's—he's not good with the magics. Oh, I'm gonna get that one. I'm gonna tell people because then they're gonna like me. I'm like now, you're, you're a hack, and he is a all-time great who is way well past his prime. This is like having you know a quarterback who's now 72. Like I'm gonna bring me to the comebacks. No, no, no. Sit down. Get out of here, yeah, Joe Montana. Your time is done. I just, I can't take it. And it's going to end. And then we end up with this and nothing else announced except Naomi. Naomi's fine. People like that. Let them have their little Naomi stuff going. Once that Justice League versus the Legion is done, me and you are done with this guy. Out. And I hope there's a big announcement throughout the books. Bendis is leaving. Yeah, well, he's doing a lot of stuff at Dark Horse. He's not uh, a guy. Remember, it was funny because nobody ended up coming out and saying the idea like, thank God, because... It was always the fear that he was going to do Batman. And with Chip Zdarsky being announced to go on Batman, that is done. There's no way after this that, you know, years from now, they will have Bendis do Batman. It can't happen. So I'm glad with that. And I think that finally, and it also is, DiDio ended up getting Bendis. That's his kind of guy that he got. And then once the new regime, and you end up doing this a lot in sports where, oh, that was the other coach's quarterback. We changed the deal. I'm going to get somebody new things like that and i think that this new regime is looking at the numbers they don't have that tie in with bendis and the numbers ain't great they'll use them for naomi and i really do think it's like a a both using both ways but what would you give this i like the art a lot throughout this issue it's just that the story brings down any goodwill that that previous issue had done and so because of that it's just and naomi's the freaking like the linchpin of the series again so it's like nothing matters with the regular justice league they're gonna be written terribly dialogues will be awful and naomi is the most important thing ever four out of ten yeah i'm gonna go with three and one of the big things that i wanted to point out the idea like he does like his voice for xanadu is is awful it's just really bad. And even just, we always say, all the all the characters all sound alike. Nothing is due. But Madame Xanadu is just, to me, he almost played her off like real young and almost like, I don't know, it points, it almost veered in like, uh, to me, like a valley girl type I deal, which was this, odd. Though, but- Xanadu showing up here did make me, after I read this and hated the shit out of it, want to go back and read, uh, what is that, Demon Knights from the New 52. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that I was, was like, cool that should have stayed longer. Again, isn't it funny that you read some of the things like some writers will write a story like again i ended up reading a bunch of martian manhunter stuff yeah uh this past week because of sean aldridge's backup so i end up doing that so that's cool when it inspires cool. you bendis writes things so shitty that you want to then go back to read the better version of things but he does inspire you to go read something else but Tony, after he was doing superman i read a lot of freaking superman throughout because the 80s you needed and 90s. something good because you need and that's the cool thing right now 
Maybe I have to go read some good Batman stuff because a lot of the Batman stuff isn't hitting for me. Well, the Superman stuff finally is. So yeah. then you're, you're always going to have that yin yang and stuff. And the Wonder Woman stuff isn't doing much for me either with the Trinity overall. But hopefully the trial of the Amazons will fix that big event, Eric. I'm worried, but we'll see. Yeah, we have both that and Nubia next week. So that'll be cool. Nubia concludes and the tr- trial in, starts. In a, in a side deal, you want to get the this. War of the Amazons. You can, you're going to like this one. Uh, you have to read Trial of the Amazons 1 first. The end of the Nubius Part 2. Isn't that weird? So it, it didn't make All sense. Right. But yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense. I didn't realize that, though. Yeah, it, it was weird, and that's why we didn't get it before. So, yeah, I ended up where I looked at the previews. I'm like, okay, well, Part 2 is <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. It's a Part 6 of a mini that's Part 2 of a deal. It's very, very odd. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie between Justice League Incarnate number five and uh, Dark Knights of Steel number five. Mine's Dark Knights of Steel number five, and really you were the one that ended up making it that, Eric, because I was going to go down. I gave it an 8.3 on the site. I was going to go down to an 8, not a real drop, but you ended up inspiring me. But that would have tied Justice League Incarnate like you. I want to point out that whatever, everybody should read both those books. They're really good. Just League Incarnate is just, it's big and it felt big and I can't say. And it makes me look forward to what's coming next. Again, I hope that people realize too, because I mean, we're gushing over the book, but it does have problems. So it's an eight. I think it, you know, I think I gave it an eight five or whatever I went up, but still it's not a perfect book. There are some problems, but boy, it's, it's big, but here's what we're going to be talking about. Next week, Eric, we're going to have two of these on the Patreon Spotlight. That's at patreon.com slash weird science. I could pick something, but I'm always wrong, but I probably will pick it anyway, Eric. But we have this, Batgirls number four. Uh. And that's one of those books where I really need to start liking this book. We like all the characters in it, just not the way they're written in this book. Not even the characters, the premise, everything about that book, even the art style, while it's okay, I don't care for it. It throws me out that the art style... There's nothing in my mind that is good about that book right now. I know. People like it, though, Eric, but, you know... I like the characters, but they're being fucking destroyed in that book. They're, uh, uh, like, it doesn't even feel like it's a continuity deal, especially with, you know, Cassandra, and she just seems like she has no idea what's going on. Cassie's deaf just having sleepovers. I'm like, stop it. Stop it right now. It it almost, it's like the, a little bit of a uh, Teen Titans Go, but a little more adult, but not. I mean, they're having a pizza party. Somehow I feel that Teen Titans Academy is better than that book. Well, then, oh my goodness, Eric. Now that is shade. Holy moly. Or maybe some people, I see people still are like, the Teen Titans Academy is a pretty darn good book. I'm like, well, who are you? When did you get to the malt shop? I don't think they're as crucial as they used to be at the beginning of New 32, but I feel that Batgirls is going to be canceled at issue eight. Really? You think that it's possible. Yeah. I, I would think that if you get to eight or 10, you just go to 12 and have two trades, maybe. I just don't know anybody who want to keep buying it because of the quality of the book. I, I don't know. Even if you I, like the characters. I will even admit that at points I was going and looking at the uh, uh, Michael W. Conrad's deal because he would just spout off nonsense and I needed to be on the front lines, Eric, but I haven't looked. So, yeah, you had a lot of people commenting them of how great the stuff, but they are. Him and uh, Becky Clonan are going to be doing some stuff over at Valiant. But, and I thought this was like what I said about Bendis doing the dark. I'm like, thank God they're going off. It's not until like December. Or yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, that stinks. Batman Urban Legends, Eric. You want to see what happens to the Super Pets? Are no. they super? 
They're, they're miserable, and they make Y'all me cry. Y'all want to see some more animal cruelty? I'm telling you, I read that Ever last legends. issue. I, I'm not even joking. I read. I went upstairs <laughs> to kiss and pet our dog. <laughs> me, Isabel. The idea, I'm like, oh, me, I love you. I hope nothing bad like this ever happens to you. Next book, Detective Comics, number 1056. That's part 10. We're getting very close to the end of that. We'll see if we're right if Batman shows up. And, you know, some other surprise. I don't know. The book seems to be going in a weird direction, but we'll see. We'll see. And we'll see if we keep going. Maybe I'll like it more. Uh, I am Batman number seven. That's a book we like, right? It is. I want to see the continued adventures of Jason. I'm right. I really like that. That first issue of that New York style. You end up having Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes number two, Eric, right? That's a book. We'll see. We'll see what's going on with that. Naomi season two. Number one. I don't know if I can do two Bendis books in one week. One might have to go. I'm telling you, if one has and to one's go, number it's, one. it's the, I'm telling you, it's just legally the superhero sign art, a sucker. Uh, but we'll see. Again, if, if I want to remind people, when Naomi's first season came out, I, I spent a lot of time arguing with people about things that I believe by the end, I was completely right, Eric. The Indicated. idea. That we ended up with all those kids and that, but maybe he'll get to that now. Remember the job she had, but she did the that. therapist, oh, all her friends. Yeah, and I think that maybe maybe we'll get back to that stuff. I don't know. She's new, yeah. Nubia and the Amazons, number six. We talked about that just part a two somehow. Go part two of the trial of the Amazons. We also have Superman, son of Kal El nine. That is actually the, when is Jay Nakamura going to have a heel turn? You want it? Uh, maybe you don't want it, but you expect it. Uh, this is the second trust half him of the Nightwing. Mask. This is the Nightwing crossover type deal with that. So that's oh, yeah, the that's second right. part, which I actually forgot all about until I just said that. How did the last one end in Nightwing? Do you remember? I remember that they were high fiving. I believe Eric. Uh, no, oh, no, they were going no, they to, were going they were to, going to Luther. Yeah, yeah. I just remember. Lex that. Corp, yeah. Remember. There was the signatures of the... Risk died. <laughs> yeah, he died. And then they had the power signatures that John could somehow see that led to Lex. That's fine. So, yeah, I'm okay with that part. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed weird that he'd be able to Supervision, see... Supervision, motherfucker. Weird power. But what power signatures are they leaving off just because... That didn't make sense. Well, I guess we're about to find out. Yeah, I, I think that it's just a trope to get their device. But the Joker, number 13... Seems like that book has lost all of the, the hype and the issue? sales. Yeah, it's the penultimate. But are you with me? Oh, dude! And now I gotta like you know deal with the fact that Bane did a day for some reason and like he didn't kill himself. It was a clone of himself, or maybe he was resurrected with Lazarus resin. I don't know. I just want to see some cannibals eat the Joker. <laughs> That's all you want to see. It's all but I want. I have to remember because this we tastes should, funny. We should. <laughs> now that's good. We should get some. Uh, you know, some of that cannibalism and I can finally bring back and the last time probably, uh, do my deal with my Hill- Beverly Hillbillies parody for okay. the Samson family that I forgot about a couple of times. So I will. We only have, have two more issues left, Jim. You got to pull it out when you can. I know. And, and you ended up with that. You end up also, don't forget Eric. I mean, who could the punchline backup? I mean, the trial of the century is coming up. That We're is going to get to it. I you don't do know. Punchline, you would never forget. I know. Trial of the Amazons, number one, also. So we'll see. Well, I what's think... going to be bigger next week? The Trial of the Amazons or the Trial of Punchline? I think the Trial of the what Amazons. Will be the Trial maybe. of the Century. No, I don't know. We're going to have to see. Honestly, but... put that up as a poll on our Twitter. That would be the funny thing. What is going to be that? The Trial of the Century. Next those week, two? what is the Trial of the Century? I will ask. I will ask that on a poll 
on the Patreon, just for y'all. Do it right no, after we're done. I mean, on done. Twitter. Oh, I say I'm on Patreon. There go. Put it on Twitter. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, but Why do you with, follow us? With all that, like I said, two, two of those books will be on the poll. Depending on what we have there, I think Naomi will definitely be one of those that would be picked. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the other one is going to be Batgirls just because me and you don't like it. So you sure it's not gonna like? Are you gonna put Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes on that? Well, you said you're not gonna do both. I'm just saying. Well, I'm saying I say a lot of things that don't turn out to be the way we do it. I was gonna go with with that, but I mean, it is a lot of times you'll tell me we're not doing something, then it shows up on a poll. Yeah, but then I get upset. I'd probably do the same with this because I feel bad because this is what I want to know. Usually, do most because if that's on there, that's gonna be on there. No, no, I don't even think people even care. Like exactly, even the idea of like even wanting to hear it at all. Then I don't know. And I, it probably will. I'll, I'll feel bad because it's number two and we try to do most of the books and whatnot. Now, there's some others here that we don't do that are coming out if you are ones to do, like a Superman versus Lobo, Eric. That ends. Did you read any of that? No, I did uh, not. I didn't either. It's a, it's a, a Tim Seeley joint. It's a gigantic a, book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's huge, Eric, and we don't like the the reading. And Tim Seeley's fine, but I don't need to see his entire take on Superman. Yeah, the weird thing about Tim Seeley because he ends up having a Gwenverse book coming out as well this week on the Marvel side of things. And Tim Seeley's one of those, like you said, I think he's fine, but I don't seek out his books. He's like one of those guys that, "Eh, all right, well, if I have to do it, I do it, but I'm not going to demand. Oh, we got to do that because of him. There's some other writers that I might try to pull that with, uh, but not him. Also. Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries comes out. I think it might end that series uh, this week, number 12, going on in Future State Gotham, which that I can't believe that. How is that still about? The thing is, serious. I want to say that Backdoss is going to get canceled at a certain point. If Future State Gotham is still going on, it'll never happen. <laughs> it's true. I mean, More people will care about Backdoss than Future State the Gotham. The weirdest thing is when we were getting sales, because it's hard to come by sales figures nowadays, especially after October. Everything kind of shut down because of a ransomware attack. At Diamond, the idea of this going on is that it was selling okay. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, who is buying this? I'm looking at it right now, and you did. You don't even have Joshua Williamson co-writing anymore. It's just Dennis Culver, and it looks like I, I can't even. I don't even know what it is. I'm looking at it. It still has that black and white art, like a manga and stuff. I even have Stealing you even looked at from it? the past. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. We dropped that shit. I didn't want to. I didn't like want to look at it. Like you never even paged through it or anything. No. That's, yeah, I haven't either. But yeah, two of the books, like I said, will be on the Patreon spotlight. We'll see what the badasses pick. They they got they wonky crew. They are Eric a get fresh crew, if you will. Boop boop. I bet they're gonna pick both Bendis books if it's both on there. Probably. Well, that'd be fine. We'll just get done. We'll get them done on Thursday. People can, if you want to hear what we say about the Naomi. I don't know. Does and does anybody care about that Justice League versus Legion of Superhero? I mean. Most people well, they th- might have saw- the actually the characters that they cared about, but since Bendis is doing it, it's not. I saw a couple people like that Legion of Superheroes, but really, that's a book that's it's like this isn't chocolate in, in the peanut Dude, butter here. Just imagine how niche the Legion of Superhero fan base is, and then how niche niche the Bendis Legion of Superheroes fan base is, and then throw in that it also is a book that he's completely destroyed in the Justice League. Like, what is the, there is no lead in to that book that is anything worth anything. It's bullshit on bullshit, Eric. It is. I have that. No, it's nonsense, but that's it. So, yeah, everybody, go over to our 
Twitter at Weird Science DC. You might even see the poll that is Hooray. the trial of century. century. I'm gonna be so upset. I'll put that up in like three people. But but make sure that <laughs> in, uh, in that punchline backup before you do it, there is a trial actually going on. <laughs> that is true. So you don't want me to put it up right away. I, I have to figure things out. I just I thought it's just in general, and then if a if a trial sure. doesn't happen, you know it'd be what? even you know more. What? That fun. Makes sense. But it just feels like it's both going that way next week. Yeah, again, they're different types of trials even, but it's kind of fun. I I think that that's kind of a fun deal. Uh, But also then go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can see reviews of most of the books that we talk about. Also go to our Instagram. That Instagram is WeirdScienceComic. And then as we have been saying, go to the Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where you get a bunch of shows, even a special new show that I might start tomorrow, Eric. I was going to start it on Friday. But I got too busy. But I might. It's something that I've been wanting to do Black a page. little. No, it's not. It's 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 not DC Comics. I'll tell you that. That's all the hint. But it is. But it isn't there. But with all of this going down, also a little shout out. Just we usually don't do this, but yeah, we also have a Marvel and a manga podcast. You just look up Weird Science Marvel. We have the same type of show where we go through the books there with me and my man Jason C. And then me and Luke Hollywood have a manga deal. Same deal. We go through all the stuff that goes on on Shonen Jump. Just a little shout out. But Eric, what do we say at the end of this podcast? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.